0: What's new, listeners? I'm Arthur Howell, the host of Two-Sense Critic. If you want to mood for reviews of books, movies, and TV shows, then join in. Today, we're discussing The Marvels, the third third movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the third film in Phase 5 of this whole franchise, and the sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel. And joining us for that discussion, are a couple of co-hosts of Opinionated Duchess, Jessica and Sonya! And, they yeah, have been on my show for quite a few times now, because I first had them on for Free Guys, and I brought them back on for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, then for this podcast, 2 year anniversary, and then for A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Hardy Jackson. So that means this episode, this is the first episode, meaning the it's still running, so five-timers club, yay! Woo! You have
1: a club for five-timers? I didn't even know. This is such an honor. I would like to thank my co-host, Sonia, for achieving this with me. Without her, I would not be here. Thank yay. you. Ditto,
2: but like your name.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, I wish I, I had like a, a medal or something, a trophy, something to... <laughs> Handouts. I'm actually having a couple other guests of mine who have also joined a five timers club. Very, nice, very I'll
1: nice. Make like a pin. Be like yeah, like a badge timers. we can put on our website. Oh, yeah. For like me. a badge.
2: <gasps> yes. Oh. Like, I love coming on your show. Oh. I even like, Jessica's like, oh, like, is this date okay? And I was like, if Arthur asks any time is okay, I'll make it work. <laughs> if Arthur asks me to come on his show, the answer's always yes. Just give me the date and time.
0: <laughs> oh that's
1: big warm fans. My heart. Big fans here. Oh
0: Warms my heart. And of course, you know, whenever you have me on for, for example, when we're talking about Christmas stuff, that's always a blast. Yeah. yeah Two cool. years
1: in a row, I might ask you to come on for a third. I know. Link, link. Keep your December
0: I would free. love that. I would love that. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Well, again, we're talking about the marvels today. I'm very thankful to have you on, Jessica, Sonia, for this. And this is a movie that I was kind of like looking forward to as, as someone who is a big fan of of the characters of, of Carol, of, of Kamala, of Monica. So I was looking forward to this movie, even though I did hear some criticisms about it and you also have to take into account all of the misogyny and the racism that it was getting hit with and massage noir over the movie being directed by a black woman for the first time in the MCU
1: yeah a lot of that like like any (laughs) like anything in the mcu that's very female driven everyone always says is garbage and i'm like "Hmm." before
2: it comes out before you see the trailer uh poor brie larson has been getting like cred on like ever since she started as the miss marvel right like
0: as a captain marvel Marvel. captain
2: marvel Yeah. yeah and just the whole time like on. And Like, cause in Captain Marvel, like you see how like men treat women, and yep. how how she's like no, and like this like the smile line, right? Like, why don't you smile for me? And yep. that's just like women deal with that all the time, and men are like no, like that's just she's just being a beyond. <laughs> you know? Like so, <laughs> and then like just continued on like this hate for like the last five, I don't know, it's been so long. I don't want to say anything higher than five years because then it makes me feel older. Um. So, like, she's just been getting hate for so long and then this movie didn't even get to the trailers yet and people were all just like, oh, another
1: woke movie. I know, it's woke because it has... It's not like white man focused. Like that's why it's woke. It's like, hmm.
0: Yeah, do, hmm. The, the, the men are on Like, Oh, we want more men on screen. Come on, where are the white men specifically? We don't <laughs> yeah. get enough attention. Well, back
1: a couple of years, and they have an entire directory. Like every movie, was yeah, white almost the first focus. phase, right? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I do also want to know it's about the box office because. There were a lot of reports once the movie came out. There were all these all these reports about how oh, this was just it was such a box office bomb. Oh, it's such a failure. And the way it was reported was so it felt so vehement. Like you're you're clearly dunking on this more. And and yes, technically yes, was it a box office bomb. It was, unfortunately, it was. But it felt like the force behind the reports was so much more vehement. And mm-hmm. if it was a different movie, say a movie that didn't have the women lead, or an MCU movie that wasn't directed by a black woman. Well all, the, all well, those things combined.
1: Also, <laughs> like a, company, a part of it becoming like bombing at the box office is cause fathers won't take their little sons to go see female headed like MCU movies, but like daughters will go. And like I I it's just it, it's all part of like that misogyny goes all the way to the like family, and then it branches out into like the media, and then branches out, and it's like it's all encompassing. Yeah, Did the definitely. Barbie movie teach us nothing?
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> the Barbie movie. It should have passed down some lessons to us, and and then I also have to comment on how this movie, this MCU movie, was the first one to come out from the MCU after the strike. So that means because there's no promote there couldn't be any promotion was for, for the movies, Just was the yeah, first one to so come out after the strikes, and then like once the strike ended, then they were able to squeeze in a bit more of promotion with the actors. And you could say, well it's an MCU movie, isn't need promotion, but at the end of the day, the marketing is still important, even if it's for something as big as the MCU, because guess what? The marketing spread it everywhere, all over the social media and all over for the, the, the late night shows. And get the actors and have the actors involved. And that marketing is important. When you when you call that out, the movies will suffer. And unfortunately, this was the first movie to deal with that. So it was just a whole bunch of different elements combined together that really just, just did not help this at the box office.
2: I agree. That's why I was gonna comment. I was like, plus there was like no marketing for this movie at yes. all. Like yes. so on top of like already the like weight it was carrying and negativity, plus no marketing. Uh, really affects how a movie goes, right? It didn't have oh. a
1: chance. Like. Yeah,
2: it's not a fighting chance. But <laughs> yeah, I it was I like, like that Disney uh, has it on so you can just watch it whenever, right? Like it's just streaming. Yeah, so maybe yeah. more people now that it's out and people are talking about it, oh definitely we'll the I, recognition it deserves.
0: Well even on even on Twitter I've seen I'm seeing a lot of people being like, Well I like this movie. It was fun and you're seeing more, more people show their love and it is having a bit of a resurgence in that fashion which I am glad to see.
2: Me too, me too.
0: Well, I have a bit of a bit more trivia to say about this movie before we get into our general thoughts and feelings, and I'll say that this was directed by Nia DaCosta, who had also directed Little Woods. That was her directorial debut, starring Tessa Thompson, and actually, Nia DaCosta's next movie will bring her back as well. Also, Nia DaCosta directed 2021's Candyman, which I saw earlier today. Because I was like, I want to get back into a filmography. Watch some more of stuff. So I watched that. So I watched that today, and I liked it quite a bit. It's a, I saw it's like a strong sequel, slash sequel for the Candyman series. Have you? Have either of you ever seen Candyman? I ha-
1: yeah, I haven't seen the re like the the newer one. I haven't seen that one. So
0: okay. Or any of the other movies like like the OG Candyman.
1: Yeah, the OGs I've seen.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I
1: don't I've- like scary movies.
0: Understandable, understandable. (laughs) I've seen the first two Candyman's and then this new the the Candyman Requires, but not the third Candyman yet. Because I've heard that's terrible. But I'll watch it someday. But I I met Tony Todd
1: Tony Todd, is that what his name is? Tony Todd, yes, the Uh, actor. I I met him in person. Yeah, and he's like seven feet tall. Oh damn such a tall man. Like I think I reached his belly button. And I'm five six. <laughs> like this man is giant. So yeah, he is. He is like it's, he's such. He's so nice, but definitely intimidating <laughs> just by height alone.
0: Oh, uh, he gives such a presence, whether it's in Candyman or in the Final Destination movies. Also, such a like mm-hmm. such a such a presence and air. Like this is someone who has the He brings the weight with him, even if he's in there for just like a, a few minutes. He still he makes use of every every minute. Every minute. And then this, The Marvels the was written by Nia Dacosta, Megan McDonald, and Alyssa Karasik. Now, Megan McDonald wrote two episodes of WandaVision and is a writer for the upcoming TV shows Agatha Dark Hole Diaries, Apple TV Plu's adaptation of the sci-fi thriller novel Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, and Vision Quest. That's the show that's supposed to focus on white vision.
2: Nice, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> and sh- shout-out to Dark Matter, by the way, because I actually read Dark Matter, and I had a good time with Dark Matter. And I also did an episode, a podcast, on Recursion by Blake Crouch as well, another sci-fi thriller, like a mind so And Dark Matter is coming out in May, apparently, on Apple TV+, Plus, so I'm looking forward so to that. Close. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Alyssa Karasik, the third screenwriter, was a staff writer and executive story editor on season one of Loki and executive producer for Apple T V Plus's Lessons and Chemistry, another Brie Lawson project, which I've previously given as a good word. That was a good show. Even though it had it its flaws, some uh, some weird strange books, but Lessons in Chemistry is pretty good also.
1: Oh, cool. I I haven't yeah. I, I haven't seen a lot of like new stuff that comes out. I miss it all, so Good to know. Oh, what's yeah, usually course. five oh, well. years
2: later. I only yeah. watch new stuff if Arthur asks me to. I like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, on it right away.
0: <laughs> and the budget for the Marvels was 274.8 million dollars. So it did get a 55 million dollar subsidy from the UK government, where the movie was made, which decreased its net spending down to 219.8 million dollars. And that meant that it would have to gross at least $479.6 million at the box office in order to break even. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Because (laughs) at the box office, it hauled in $84.5 million domestically and $121.6 million internationally, building up to a worldwide total of $206.1 million. Making it the lowest grossing movie in the MCU. And that's where a whole bunch of a whole bunch of reports were dunking on it and labeling it the first box office bomb in the MCU. Although it did surpass 2018's eighteen's wrinkle in time to become the highest grossing movie di- directed by a black woman. Hmm. <sighs> the box office.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. sad. <laughs> and and like I feel like a lot of these articles aren't looking at the nuance. You know, like the yeah. marketing, the patriarchy, all these yeah. things that led to it. It's not just like, oh, it's a bad movie or no one cares, therefore, they're not, you know, like there's so much other stuff going on leading to that. But
0: Yeah, I think it also contributes to conversations that I'm always so sick and tired of seeing on Twitter, on film Twitter, where it's like, oh, the box office, the box office, the box office. And it's like, Okay, I get it, the money is important. Yes, movies need to make money in order to show the corporations, the executives, the shareholders that, hey, we're we making money, so make more movies like us. I get that that's important, but also, it would be nice to be in a world where the money isn't as crucial, where it's just like, let's just make the damn movies. It'd be nice if they didn't make money, but also, and it's just, and granted, we're also living in a world that's so hinging on streaming, too. And mm-hmm. that clip where Matt Damon talks about how streaming has greatly affected the, the cinematic world still holds up. It's quite relevant. And it's like how streaming, you can't really get the money from streaming, but with DVD sales, that's where it's like it brings all the money after the box office. So It's, it's the
1: same issue music was having when downloading and streaming yes. first started, right? Like yes. CD sales, their biggest number Uh, of like how to tell what was popular or what was making money was no longer uh, a factor and that kind of stuff. And I feel like um, they kind of figured that out now with like stream numbers and that kind of stuff. But you're still fighting other corporations, these streaming corporations, to pay what the product's actually worth. I feel like that's the problem with streaming. It's not even like (laughs) the technology is amazing. We can have theater movies into our home within like a week. But uh, the companies that own the streaming services aren't paying well for them. So. Yeah.
0: And yeah. one more thing I would say is that, just like in the first movie, Free Lawson had to use a stunt double in scenes where she's in the room with the cat, well, with Goose to in because she is severely allergic to cats in real life.
1: Yeah. That's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. That's... Uh... That's rough. That's rough. Yeah. I mean, good thing she's it Brie Larson, like, because if you're if you were anyone else, like, if you're just getting into acting and yeah. they're like, act with this cat, and you're like, unfortunately, I have an allergy. <laughs> they're like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna get someone else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're either gonna do this or you're out of here. Like
0: that, boot oh, oh. you out. <laughs> oh wow, well, that's what I have to say about the Marvels. Now let's get into our general thoughts and feelings about this movie. Non spoilery, of course. Sonia, let's kick off with your Denimores. I loved it
2: so much!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so energetic. I love it.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, I think it might have been, like, it is my new favorite Marvel movie.
3: There's a lot of
2: stuff going on. There was not a single part of the movie I didn't like. Like, it was the perfect pace, the perfect storyline, the perfect characters, the perfect acting absolutely amazing
0: love it oh damn very enthusiastic of that (laughs)
1: yeah i'm like yeah
0: (laughs) and yes your thoughts
1: i'm not as enthusiastic (laughs) but uh like i I thought it was all right like um Like, like, I'm not an MCU fan. Like, like I have no problem. I have nothing against it. It's just, like, I never really got into it. Like, the the Black Panthers are, are really the ones I've watched. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's kind of hit and miss, or I've seen clips, or I, I know the basic story. So going into this, I knew, I haven't watched any. I didn't watch Captain Marvel. I didn't. This was oh, brand. Okay. Uh, so so I, I didn't. I had to, like, learn a lot of the lore on the fly, which I could tell. You know, like like some some of the things I feel like you have to kind of have the backstory with. So if you're an MCU fan, you'll love it. <laughs> uh, and and the again, the pacing was really good. I mean, it is the shortest MCU movie. Yes, it is. I believe yeah, it is. Uh, and I feel like that was refreshing to like <laughs> yeah. have <a> MCU movie <laughs> that doesn't movie. take all day. <laughs> you know, like that was that was nice. That was a thumbs up for me. Like, you didn't have to go pee halfway through? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the Marvels is 105 minutes, and even then, the credits start rolling a bit over an hour and a half into the oh. movie. So, like, cut out the credits, it's actually like, even shorter, it's just a bit over an hour and a half, so it's uh, quite trimmed that way, especially <laughs> when you compare it to a movie like Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which we had covered, and that movie was 162 minutes long.
1: Yeah, like
0: a whole hour on top <laughs> yeah, of everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave that, I gave that, idea, I'm just looking right now, because another box, I gave a kind of Forever, three and a half stars. I would stick by that. It's a, I, you know, I gave a criticism about that movie. You know, I was like, eh, it's kind of bulky, weirdy here. But it is very emotional. It does have the emotional heft yeah. to get me through it. Okay, so also, so then you must not have seen Miss Marvel, right?
1: I have not. Okay. No.
0: Okay, yeah. Wow. Well, the awards. I like this movie with a, a few asterisks. Uh uh I
1: <laughs> Sonia's disappointed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not, know. I, I'm I not, not feel angry, it. I'm disappointed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I can feel this, I can feel this, yeah. Sonia. But see here's the thing, okay, so I, I like it. But first off, it's great to see lead here. It's great to see Reed Austin Armand Ron who just bursts with energy just and she was also a blast on on miss Marvel on her show so it was just great to see her back here I feel like and, and it's great to, it's great that she's a comic book fan like a genuine comic book fan in real life of the Marvel comics so that's really really fun and Taylor Paris also in the movie and she's great as well and she was also in candyman so it's nice you know near the Costa she clearly has a People she likes to work with. That's nice. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: and just so it's great to see them back. I think they can have good chemistry together and there's a nice flow between them. And just seeing the characters come back is great. And this movie definitely is aiming to be a lighthearted adventure. Just something you can dive into and just have some fun. And it isn't as weighty as other movies in the MCU, which I do appreciate. Again, it's just like a a, a, ro- a low adventure. Even uh Nick Fury, even in this movie, I feel like Fury has a significantly lighter tone in this movie. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like he's just kind of like sitting around or standing around and just you know he's in a lighter mood. He gets to make he gets to crack some jokes and some some quips. He
1: was written for the female gaze. <laughs> <That's> exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And it's such a contrast because the last time I saw him in the MCU was in Secret Invasion, and that was like a you know dark political thriller tone. Also, my least favorite MCU series on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but, uh, so it was a, it was a stark contrast to see him go from that to something as breezy as this. And the uh, movie has you know I've had some fun with the movie. For example, when they go to the planet of Lavna. And I do feel conflicted over that how like certain things go in that sequence, but uh, I appreciate how what they're going for in that sequence—kind of like just suddenly bonkers energy in that sequence, or the flirting hurting when that happens—I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" But I love this. I <laughs> do wish I. D- I do wish the movie had done more of that, though, because I feel like it has this capacity for some bizarre energy. But bizarre energies, so I find, to be delightful. But I, but it's contained in these m- moments, and I wish it could have been spread out more. Fair. I've got some things I like about I like about the movie, but but I also find criticism with the script. I think the script is really is rushed. I think it, it tries to go for emotional beats, but they end up coming across as hollow. And it's really just speeds through important character moments, some character arcs with Kamala, with Carol, with Monica, and there's also history about the Cree Civil Wars that I think could have been more fully developed. All of these things in the story were like, oh dear, like, this is like, story wise, it's not really coming across all that effectively, and I would say, maybe make the runtime longer, because it is pretty short, maybe you can make the runtime longer. But, on the other hand, you can also make a perfectly compelling story, a fleshed-out story, in an hour and a half. I feel like you could achieve that here, too, in an MCU movie. Even if if it, if it is an MCU movie, you know, it's got, like, oh, the pieces, you don't know, have to click together in the MCU franchise. But still, you could squeeze in an hour and a half, roughly, at runtime, or uh, a, a nuanced... Do I be that satisfying script wise
1: i I agree with that. Some of the points became very like explainy
0: exposition dumpy, right? yeah,
1: Exp- and I was like, okay, th- like does any of like what matters? you guys are just talking like it's not
0: the exposition
1: just, yeah, yeah
0: there, there was some there were some points where I'm like characters are delivering exposition in a way that no human would ever work just in real life. <laughs> like it was just, that was frustrating. I also, I guess this made me more of a nitpick, but I also did notice a lot of moments where it's like, okay, the teleportation switching places crap. Uh, the rules are not making sense here. How does the teleportation <laughs> work? It's and
2: comic book logic. <laughs> I know,
0: comic book logic. But still, it happens so much where it's like, oh, I can't get away from this. I'm noticing it too much. You're not doing it just like once or twice. It's like multiple occasions.
2: I noticed, like a little bit of plot holes too, but we can definitely go into that when we're allowed to
0: oh, yeah, definitely. talk in
2: more detail. Yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. And all of these things combined together into this movie and makes something that I I can I like, but it's got lots of flaws. I gave it three stars another box. I think that it for my MC ranking it falls in the middle of the ranking. In the upper half of that middle, but still in the middle of the ranking. I certainly don't think it's terrible though, because I've seen some people say that this is outright awful. I don't think it's outright awful. I think it's got some it's got some very good parts, but it's just not nearly as strong as it could be. I really I don't feel like the other concept direction is able to flourish as strongly as it could unfortunately in this movie, thanks to the uh, messiness of scripts. But still, I like it. You know, with some asterisks, like I said.
1: Fair.
0: Well, <laughs> we have offered quite a few opinions, general trust and feelings on the model board. So now it's time for the wind-up score. This is a point where we each deliver a score that ranges from 0 to 100. So, Jessica, what's your wind-up score?
1: I'd give it a 75. Nice, nice, 75. Yeah, very, like, top, You know, like, if I want a quick good movie that I know I'm not going to get bored with. Lots of things going on. I can put it on and know I'll be done in an hour and a half.
0: (laughs) (sighs) And then Sonia?
1: 95.
2: There's just this one little part I didn't like, but like, overall it was like a really well done everything I love about comic book movies. This like hit every single spot for me.
0: Nice. Uh, for me, I'm going to give a wind-up score of 60 out of 100.
2: You're like, low, low. You're like, oh, I <laughs> only oh, made
1: it a little bit halfway. Still above <laughs> so, average. Still above no, average. Yeah, yeah,
0: so above average. It's not 59. It is 60. <laughs> it's a three-star movie. Again, on other box, it's three stars. And it's in the middle of my MC ranking. And I just... You know, I've got I've got my criticisms with this movie. Major criticisms. I even was thinking should I do sixty two out of hundred, but
2: <laughs> you tried, eh? I
0: yeah. <laughs> I just I just I can't bump it up even two points higher. You gotta be sixty out of hundred.
2: <laughs> That's alright. <sighs> Not everybody has <laughs> to like the same stuff.
0: <laughs> true, very true, very true. For example, I'm a huge fan of the neo Noir thriller Chance. But unfortunately, a couple of my friends do not like it. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. Three of my friends do not <laughs> do not like it. But I'm I say it's underrated. I'm trying to push more people to see it. And but three of my friends do not like it very much. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, they're <laughs> like no. Some of my favorite movies' lowest Rotten Tomato score. You know, oh, <laughs> not everyone no. every every has a like, like it. Yeah,
2: every no. time I like something, Rotten Tomatoes has like three stars or lower. <laughs> They're like, it's
1: 17%. I'm like, what?
0: (laughs) (gasps) (sighs) Well, we've given our wind-up scores. So now, let's dive into the plot breakdown. So listeners, if you have not seen the movie, maybe it's a part of the podcast, go out and watch it. But if you have seen it, or you haven't, but you're okay with spoilers, then you can stay right here as we... Dive into the plot breakdown of the movie, which kicks off with the MCU open titles, as always. And weaves in some shots of Carol and Kamala and Monica, you know, to go with the Marvel theme in the open titles. And then we have the Kree teleporting to this planet, where Darben, played by Zari Ashton, Darben is the villain of the movie. They're here to retrieve this bangle. But they need this other bangle as well. And so this bangle they find is, is like part of a quantum band pair. And the other bangle is with Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Because, and that was covered back in this Marvel, her
1: series. Yeah, the TV Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. They get a little explainy with it later on and let me know what's happening. So yeah, I, I caught up. We, I caught up. This yeah. could
2: definitely be like a free, like... What is that called when you, there's nobody else on it? Like it's free. Goodness gracious. I forget the word. There's no, you don't have to watch anything else. Yeah.
1: Freestanding or what? Oh my God. No. Well, Freestanding. it's, it's, it's yeah. going in the, okay, the first half of the movie you won't have any idea what's going on, but then it's all explained in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like it can be by itself as long as you're fine with a little mystery in the beginning. Yeah. Just, so yeah. then it's like a mystery instead of a comic book. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, Dolly Ashton, she's currently engaged to Tom Hiddleston, who gave her advice on how to play an MCU villain.
2: Which is Good funny. for her. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Right. <laughs> Good now. for Good her. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good congratulations. Not on your movie role, but on...
1: <laughs> <Sweet> <laughs> on the man, because this is misogyny and patriarchy here. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that they had like a female villain. You know. Yeah. It, they don't. We don't, right. we don't have a lot of
0: a, a, a lot of women villains in the MCU. There is a uh, Hella Kate Blanchett's role and so mm-hmm. saw Ragnarok, but yeah, not many of the women villains. Although, I should say, I forgot to say this earlier completely, one of my biggest criticisms of this movie is Darth ben, the writing for her villain. Holy crap, another bland MCU villain.
1: They should have made her darker. They should have made her, like, more cruel or something. So yeah, make, it was... make it, like, no, something. No,
2: I, I love those kind of villains. So, like, Scarlet Witch... Uh, was one and then uh this one is yeah. it's like retribution kind of villain like you did me so dirty now you have to pay like I just I feel like that's amazing because it's just women go through so much and we could break at any moment and I feel like that is very relatable where like any moment I can be a villain because my world is, has been taken from me
1: I feel like her reasoning 100% like the touch on colonization with that and everything but it was just like that's one reason I feel like they should have made her more cruel like they should have made her do something that she, like she sucked the atmosphere of the entire planet how much yeah but you, don't, you don't get you to mean? like see the after effects <laughs> you know same. you're not
0: yeah, I don't like... care, though. I don't care, though. It's like, it doesn't really get the emotional <laughs> impact on me. It's right. just like, okay, she's stripping the atmosphere, okay. She wants to suck the energy out of the sun, okay. She's sucking the water out of the lava, okay. It's just like, I feel like in writing, it's just like, it reminds me of other villains. It's like the other villains, like the the Maticus Rad- from Storm of the Dark World. Or Ronin from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like the same old, like, oh, I'm nefarious, I'm doing evil things. But it's like, <laughs> where's the nuance? Where's like the killmonger level nuance?
1: I feel like if they had have had her like do something really evil to like one individual that would have created more of an effect than, like, taking the whole atmosphere. Because it's one of those things where it's, like, when it's one person, it's a person, but when it's, like, a whole planet, it's just a statistic. Like, I can't care for a whole planet. <laughs> so you
2: wanted more torture, is what but you're to like, you But to, like, one more, person! More individual. Like, I feel like that would have made her
1: seem more okay. evil. But,
0: like the, like, the High Evolutionary and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, because, holy fuck, he is evil, but the thing is, he's evil on a macro scale and a micro scale, mm-hmm. and I think he is definitely yeah, the most, like the most sadistic villain in the MCU. And you just hate him so much, and that, and he works. Like he's a good villain because he's just so utterly cruel. Like even in his cruelty, his cruelty feels fleshed out, his malice, and what he's willing to do, to, like to torture people and just to create his idea of a perfect a perfect species.
1: I don't know the lore. Does he have, like, a good reason for being evil?
0: No. No.
1: Okay, so see how this character, a woman, would be so much more interesting because she has such a good reason to be evil, and then she was also that evil. Like, it would be good to, like, I feel like it would be great to see her, like, sadistic (laughs) and, like, oh my god but then you're like hearing the story of how she became this way and you're like oh shit no same girl same yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love relatable
2: villains so right i'm like you know what yeah Mm -hmm."
0: okay see for the high evolutionary though he's not meant to be relatable like he is just like again he wants to create he he, he's like a eugenicist he wants to create the perfect species Mm. and that's what he wants and it's just like you're not meant to sympathize with him at all But yeah,
1: I, I like I like villains that I can side with. Some villains are right.
0: Like Killmonger, <laughs> yeah. for yeah, example. Yeah. Or even uh even uh Michael Keaton's Vulture in Spider Man Homecoming. Like I yeah. feel like he's also kind of like a, a like you can understand what he's doing, like he's you know, this criminal, he's trying to take care of his family and he's like a hu- a human villain. I I feel like I feel like that's a good example of, of a compelling villain. Yeah. Uh what even like a well what other villains? There's also a, uh uh why am I blanking on his name now? Uh, Jake Hall's character. I should uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh
2: yeah, Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah. Why did I forget his name? Yeah. But yeah,
0: he. Was, I think he was a good villain. Because he was Mysterio. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Ooh, it was a terrible. He was like an
0: interesting, one, one of the more interesting villains. I feel like this guy who was like, oh, all about perfor- performing and putting on a show, and mm-hmm. you know, basically bamboozling people with his holograms and tricks.
1: Right, yeah, there was, was just artist. so they could yeah. have done something with her to just like her reasoning was so good to be a villain. It's just the rest they, of it should yeah. have done more. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. uh, so yes, that's Diaband, and then and then we get introduced to some other main characters. So we've got Kamala, played by Iman Vellani, in her hometown of Jersey City, and I love how she's introduced. She's drawing up a fan fiction comic that teams up Captain Marvel and her own. Superhero identity, Miss Marvel, and there's a beat where she has them go "Dudes, twinsies when they do the whole hand motion
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Finger guns. <laughs> yeah. Finger guns. But her bangle, the bangle she's wearing, again, the other one in this bangle pair starts to glow, and then she gets sucked towards her closet. And that scene, by the way, was in Miss Marvel, the series. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's at the end there, yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning.
0: Yeah. And then we, <laughs> and then we introduce the other characters we're cutting to earlier today. Where we have, we, we have we have Carol. She's using. She's going to a memory a memory session to regain her memories that so, so the Kree has stolen from her. And we see some. We see some flashes. I've heard doing stuff like with, with, uh, with Monica, a, a, a young Monica, and Maria, that's Monica's mom, and her, and defeating the Supreme Intelligence, the AIs that ruled the Decree, and we'll, we'll get into more of that later, the Supreme Intelligence. And Carol is also take, taking care of Goose, her pet Flurkin, so their the little cat that has the tentacles and uh Oh, wow. yeah, see, that was one yeah. of the things
1: you don't learn about till halfway if you have no <laughs> previous knowledge <laughs> yeah. in my notes, i put cat didn't need oxygen pressure I, I have atmosphere questions and then i put in brackets never mind tentacles uh answered it itself yes. so well here we go well also uh carol
2: danvers uh the, her little like energy she can do like an energy field where she can fly and
3: yeah because he
2: they do need oxygen um to to live like he can't just be out in outer space by himself <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's not an outdoor cat he's not an outdoor cat no. an outer space <laughs> cat
0: an out-space yeah. he
1: has to be though. inside the atmosphere That's at all right. times yeah yes. yeah
0: and flikins by the way they have pocket dimensions inside them so when they eat yes. things they they just send them into their pocket dimensions
1: i learned that one too we'll get to that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: We also introduced Monica as she so she has the job up on Sabre, the Sabre space station, where Nick Fury is also stationed. Sabre, by the way, stands for strategic aerospace biophysics and exolinguistic response.
1: That's nice a
2: big, big name.
0: <laughs> Think of is like shield, but it handles spacecraft and it's also handled like scroll stuff too, you know, trying to take take care of space. Okay, the so it's space.
1: it's called Sabre. Saber. Saber. Okay, all I think of is, like, in the office, they get bought out by the printer company of Saber. So. Yeah. yeah, Saber? All right! <laughs> so, that's what came to my mind, I don't know. <laughs> <gasps> uh,
0: but Monica is-, is here, played by Taylor of Paris. There's some stuff going on, where there apparently shows a power surge... And we later learn, learned, oh, the power surge was caused by the jump point, that the decree that, that Darabend had opened to go to that planet where she found the bangle And the surge has left this energy crap on the jump point, for the saber station. And so it's all coordinated so that Monica is heading towards that jump point, and then Carol is doing an investigation on the bangle planet, and she's going towards that jump point as well, and then Kamala was messing with her bangle, and so we we're all at these different jump point, bangle, light energy, entanglement connections. <laughs> they all get switched, They all, and so they all get entangled. We'll learn about the entanglement later, but they all get switched, switched places, and Kamala is sent to Stable Station, Monica get, Monica gets sent to the Planets, the Bengal planet, and Carol gets sent to Kamala's bedroom, which yep. which kicks off a whole bunch a whole bunch of chaos. I love when Carol is just looking around at all the Captain Marvel <laughs> memorabilia,
3: <video, Yes>,
0: yes. <laughs> including a drawing of herself and Kamala's that reads BFF forever. The so number four and Eva, which reminds me of Mark Wahlberg carving Nicole forever into his chest and Fear, which I saw recently, so I couldn't help but think yeah, of that. Yeah,
1: forever was such so, like very popular when I was growing up. I don't know if if that was your era, Sonia. <laughs> did you do the forever?
2: Whatever it was, it was a. I never did it, uh, but it was around. Okay. <laughs>
0: I have whatever. I feel like yeah, it's definitely not of my era because I feel like when I see that, it's like oh yeah, it, it's a it's a bit it's a bit older than me. One like the 90, It's a little you know?
2: bit a little bit older. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and the, and the Khan's so the, the, the Khan family. My neighbor, that's the mom, Yusuf, the dad, and Amir, Kamala's brother. They're all baffled by Carol's presence. They're like, "What? What are you doing here?" Yeah.
1: Her parents, the best characters uh, yes. in the entire the family, is so fun. calm. Yeah. like one hundred percent. Like anytime they were in a scene, I was captivated. Like one hundred. Yeah. Like that was it. They They should become superheroes. I can't wait to see the Khan family uh, <laughs> uh, movie.
0: I do wonder. I do feel like this family is probably one of the best on-screen families I've seen. It's just they aren't they are so lovable. They care about Kamala. They care about each other. They they take you know it's like they they balance that nice that good line between caring about each other but also being appropriately stern, like you know setting down yeah. setting down the rules of the household. Also,
1: I'm one hundred like I'm so white, like I'm so white, and my family has been in Canada when they first stole it. You know, so very white. Like, this family was very, like, uh f- what, first-gen Im- immigration coded, you know, where the parents want their kids have very strict standards, but the kids are all assimilated because they've been living in whatever country for so long, so the kids are growing up almost the exact same as, like, like feeling American or Canadian but their parents are very holding stricter standards and that's what it very much felt like in those first couple scenes where they're like make sure you're doing your homework but she just wants to like draw and dance and be friends with Captain Marvel. Yeah.
0: See, I, and I feel like I feel like Jessica, you might like watching some Ms. Marvel series because that definitely deals with Kamala's Muslim Pakistani American culture. And just having to un- unpack her family history, her family li- lineage. Mm-hmm. And I, it definitely deals with that. And that was one of the more satisfying parts of that show. And including the family also. Family was great on that show, too. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good all around. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the family, they are baffled by Carol's presence. And oh, and then she accidentally teleports back to the planet and fights some Kree. But I was like, wait, how does she fly for a bit? without teleporting. It, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, wait, do they all have to use powers at the same time and that's when they teleport? Or does one person have to last a certain amount of energy or fly for a certain amount of time? And then you switch? It was like I was getting
1: confused. But they explain it later on. Right? Later on again. It's one of those things not you don't too learn much about later
2: on. It's not too much <laughs> later on. It's uh it's like a few scenes. Like it's not it's not that far in the future. <laughs> when they're doing the montage.
3: Yeah, yeah when
2: they, they that's when they figure it out, right? Because yeah. they're still confused. Yes. And then once they figure it out, they let you know. They don't keep the image art. Don't <laughs> worry.
1: <laughs> they don't keep secrets.
0: <laughs> and Carol's test off, she wants she's planning to go to the Cree and deal with them even though Fury is going, No, this is a peace and reconciliation tour. I don't mess things up. Then we have Kamala's family questioning her about what happened to her room. Why is it all messed up? What's she, what she's been doing with Carol? And I love it when they're all arguing. And I love and then Amir pops in and it's like, no, no, they're certainly working together. Look at her face. Look at her smile. <laughs> and this is like the way, like Kamala, her smile is slowly growing. And her brother is basically like, I know what you're up to. You're doing stuff with Carol.
2: <laughs> and it, like and trying it, to get her more in trouble.
0: <laughs> and even i think it's a mom i think it's a mom your I mean, neighbor specifically who's like are, are you, is she pressuring you in any way
1: is she pressuring yeah, you just so
2: sweet yeah she's like you don't have to be a superhero if you don't want to like you just be you sweetie <laughs>
1: like so i sweet. loved that that was like such a good like little addition yeah because some parents go the opposite way yeah Where, like oh she's famous you better go and do whatever she says
0: so
3: yeah. i was
1: like oh this is nice refreshing.
0: And then Carol flies to Tanax, a Skrull refugee colony, and sneaks into a Kree ship. And this is where Darben is meeting with Emperor Droge, who is one of the Skrulls, the head of this colony. And Droge, played by Gary Lewis, is in his meetings and negotiations with Darben. And she wants to absorb the scrolls into the Kree Empire and aid in their relocation, quote-unquote aid. And she goes on to say, I would hate for your people to suffocate when I strip the atmosphere. And it's like, wow, what a way to sound so kind, so helpful.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not deranged at all. No, like... no. <laughs>
0: and again, I, and I'll, I'll talk more about this later, but I feel like the Creed, the what the Kree have done to the scrolls and the colonization, the imperialism, that they've inflicted. I feel like it could have been fleshed out a little more in the Civil War, with Carol turning off the Supreme Intelligence. Again, I'll say more about that later when we want to get up to it, but uh, I feel like it could have been fleshed out more. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember also Captain Marvel. We also got the Kree scroll history back in Captain Marvel, too, that first movie. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, did you happen to compare when drive and said that about aiding into a relocation? Did you happen to think about Israel? <laughs>
1: they they have one quote where the um I think when like uh the Marvels come down and they're like trying to figure out how to save them or whatever, and they're like, uh, we have nowhere to go, and the my first thought was Rafa, yeah, that was my first thought. I was like that's like that's that's real life this is yeah, 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 yeah. so and it, it, it's it's. Scary, because like, like looking back at like even past media and stuff, like a lot of these things, it's like they tell us the problem, and then they're like, "Oh, but we got superheroes, we're fine." (laughs) (laughs) My question is: is in the MCU is Israel Palestine a thing? Did Captain Marvel do anything?
0: Uh, I don't (laughs) know. They never covered it. They never covered it in the MCU.
1: (laughs) But so I don't know what that Earth is going on. But in that world, I'm curious what Captain Marvel's stances are. That's all I want to say.
0: <laughs> I'm curious as well. No, and, uh...
1: they,
2: they don't have that kind of stuff in superhero world. It's usually like kill all the aliens. So don't they have like an like MCU of...
1: movie literally called Civil War? It's, it's the two <laughs> superheroes. It's not an actual war. It's, it's superheroes like literally cause so much damage. it's, wow. just it's not a war. Movie. It's just, just a it fight with friends. <laughs> yeah, so, so much. much. Wow, it's just
2: like yeah. That they don't need like war on like with other countries. Like
1: superheroes will come and wreck all your stuff. I mean, it's funny how a lot of these seem to be like white from America I or thought- space, America. and no an American. Those are their choices. <laughs> like I'm just. Mm. It's just like. Team America? Seems very world, world Police-y.
2: Keep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in mind, the
0: MCU but, does manage to sneak in military propaganda, too. Yeah.
1: All the time. Well, they ha- they get paid by the military-industrial complex, their movies. Some of their funding is part of the military budget, especially in order to use some of the tanks and well, stuff.
0: Even higher, further, faster. That motto that motto comes from, th- from the military.
1: <laughs> there you go!
0: I think it's the Air Force. So-
1: They're rubbing it in our faces. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that was my first thought.
0: (laughs) Okay, I do also want to note. funny you were mentioning about, oh, Israel, Palestine in the MCU. Well, the thing is, there is an Israeli superhero called Sabra. Have you heard about this? I have not. Well, because the thing is, Sabra is going to be a character in the upcoming MCU movie, Captain America, Brave New World, which is coming out next year. They're a Palestinian
1: superhero? (laughs) By any
0: chance? Uh, not that I, I don't know about that, but just I know oh, about the Israeli damn. superhero who, even though costume is white, it's blue, it's got the, the Star of David, it's basically a whole Israeli flag as the costume. And even in the comic saga, it's very much a deeply, deeply like, oh, Marvel Comics, what are you doing with this character in the comics? And now to will be a character in the, in the movie. Thanks for promoting Zionism MCU, I'll have oh, to I'll have to no. boycott that movie.
2: Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's Disney. But a lot of like a lot of the comics, almost all these comics, were written by white straight men, a little more progressive at the time, but they're also made like American characters, right? Like comics didn't really get to be worldwide for a long time. So these movies are
1: very North American focused because that's
2: where they were written. That's I know, like but he, the
1: fun part about it being fiction is they could rewrite it. That's, like, the could, fun yeah, part about so, it. They could yeah. just rewrite it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Could you imagine? He comes out, ca- Captain Israel or whatever his name was, he comes out, and then he pulls off his outfit, and he was actually Captain Palestine this <laughs> whole time. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
0: oh. Yes, yeah, and... Um, okay, okay, yeah, so so Carol is on the ship, and... Kamala, carol they're dealing with some switching crap and just kicks off a whole bunch of like teleportation between the three marvels with Kamala, Carol, and Monica, a whole fight with, with a fighting some Kree guys, Kree soldiers, and this was, again, some more teleportation stuff. For example, like, okay, how does Carol blast her energy beam at the Kree in this hallway without teleporting? And stuff like that, and it's just like, hmm. Oh, it's good. I guess it's fun to watch. Like, oh, but a whole bunch they of. They tell you later on.
2: They tell you later on how. I know, I know. <laughs> still.
0: still.
1: They tell you later. <laughs> oh, also,
0: Goose devoured a whole armchair. Yes. Goose, very troublesome. He was, trouble, hungry, he was trouble, hungry.
1: hungry. There's no fat shaming here. He was, oh, he I hungry. love Goose. I was like, Goose, you want to eat? You can eat whatever you want. Yeah, Any Goose. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh, this is also where that cello we had a trailer moment where Kamala witnesses Goose eating some some tree gods. And she's like, Oh my god! <laughs>
2: This cat just ate a man. Poor Uh, guy. uh, (laughs) uh.
0: (laughs) And I forgot to mention this. One of my uh, funny moments is when Fury. Fury had asked Carol why she touched the jump point. And she was like, because it was glowing and mysterious. And he said, okay, new rule: No more touching shit. Especially glowing, (laughs) mysterious shit. Yeah. <laughs> he does to be fun. Have
1: learned that by now. Yeah. Like, I feel know, be like fun. that's rule number one.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we have, we've had plenty of glowing shit, like the Star Wars and this yeah. uh, universe. E-
1: even that scene when they're about to touch, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like moths to a flame. Because yeah. <laughs> I would touch it too. Like, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, Monica, for her part, had already gone through. That hex wall back in WandaVision. And that's yeah, how she she's saying this. No like, she's
2: like, I've done this already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's but, the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I love, like, we talked about Nick Fear earlier, but I love his, like, personality in this movie. And I think that's because, yeah. um, like, Carol was with him when he, like, first, like, becoming who he is right yeah and you know, just, he's like, growing up
0: he was he was rising through the ranks of field yeah and, he, and yeah he's a, yeah regular old asians back when they met
2: yes yeah and i just feel like they're girlfriends you know like they've just like <laughs> yeah, been yeah. friends and i feel like he can be more himself he doesn't have to be like the authority figure here he can just be who he wants to be so he's more like laid back while she's like involved i feel like that's my theory anyway is yeah. He is more laid back because he's with, like, not just a colleague or someone he's in, like, charge of. He's with a friend.
0: Yeah. He even has a little pager, remember? He has a little pager to page Carol specifically before he turns into dust.
1: Yeah, at the blip, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the blip. That's I know nuts. about the blip. That was one thing I <laughs> did know.
0: Very good, very good. Then the fight's over, and then Fairy and Monica arrive at the con house. Kamala is looking at the tablet in Monica's hand and asks, if it's supposed to be top secret, secret, why is this tablet in a clear case? Good point! Yeah. And Saber yeah. has intel on Kamala. Both she and Monica possess light based powers, and so does Carol. Kamala catches Monica calling Carol Aunt Carol. Catches on of that. And then we have Monica saying Carol can absorb light energy. Monica can see it, and Kamala can transform light into physical matter. When Monica was like, "I can see the light," and I'm like,
2: Still
1: <laughs> <So> can I."
0: <laughs> that's like that's a strange way to word your powers. I don't know. I feel like it could have been a better way to word that.
2: I think she like added more details, like she could see like the light waves. It was I like know? later later on she did <laughs> yeah,
0: she did mention the electromagnetic spectrum. She does say that later yeah. on. I, I think I, I think I have to quote here, but. So what is better? So
1: I, I also was it Miss Marvel that can Kamala that can make that light in physical, physical matter. Physical matter, yeah. yeah. So she has like the Why yeah, is it purple? This.
0: I don't recall there being a specific reason for that. I think it just happened that way. Again, from what I remember from Miss Marvel, show.
1: I'm just thinking light spectrum, purple's not the first color I think of, you know? Like if I Well it's the last purple color. isn't even on the rainbow, it's violet. It's the last color
2: in the spectrum so maybe that's just like violet the reason
1: (laughs) i don't know what the difference is but it's violet or (laughs) maybe
0: maybe the reason just is that it's fun to look at it's purple it's you know right that's it's it's a nice
1: color color. (laughs) like it can't be red that's too resembles fire it can't be green (laughs) it'll disappear in the green screen it has to you know well well
0: green the thing is though it couldn't really be green because then people would think oh green lantern
1: right like so i yeah the color was just specific based on all the previous heroes <gasps> <laughs> they narrowed it oh, down yes
0: and then kamala shows off her powers teleporting herself with carol and there's a funny little moment where yusuf is like she Carol, she and monica don't look related but Muneeva yeah. says, family's complicated.
2: Yeah, it was really cute, yeah.
0: <laughs> then Monica explains the entanglement and now connects her powers with Kamada and Carol. And this is one of the expedition dumpy moments where she's like, she explains to Carol because Carol's like, wait, do you have powers? And Monica's like, I walked through the radiation shielding barrier of a text, and now I can manipulate and see all wavelengths of the electromagnetic spectrum. And it's like... Oh, no, that sounds like such a script line. No human naturally says that.
2: But, like, <sighs> if you listen to her talk, like, in WandaVision, she is a very wordy character.
0: Like, she is. Like, that, and I feel yeah. like that is part of a character. <gasps> and, but in this specific instance, it doesn't It doesn't work on me personally.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel oh, I like the way it felt here. <laughs> it would have been fine if that was the only time. You know what I mean? Like, if it, like I feel like there was just, again, so many times where they just, like, had to explain what was going on that I was like, okay. Like, I feel like the first couple times I didn't realize what they were doing. And by the third time I was like, okay, like, I get it. it. Like, thank you. I I needed to know this information. But maybe there was just, like, a different way to do it. Too much
2: flashbacks to, like, the other movies. Maybe they're worried. (laughs) You didn't watch anything, Jessica. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're waiting for me to come yeah. watch
1: the movie. We just want to make sure you know what's going on. Yeah, it's like, Jessica. <laughs> since we know you missed it all before,
0: recap oh, show everything, info.
1: They just should do like a. Uh, on the previous episode of MCU, and then do like a whole thing in the beginning. I mean, <laughs> they did like, do that. Twenty with, minutes of flashbacks.
0: They did. Okay, they did that with Echo though. They did that with the Echo mini series on <laughs> Disney Plus, where it's like, oh, let's do the f- whole first half hour. Let's mix scenes from Hawkeye and with new scenes to do a whole flashback, and then we'll get into the present day for Maya oh, yeah. Lopez.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Wish I was not fully happy with. I think it could have been edited much more tightly.
2: Yeah, <sighs> that's like what I really don't like about Disney, like the TV show part of them, is that it's way too much credits and flashy yes. backs, Like not enough meat of the.
0: So much, show. so much to catch up on with these TV shows. Oh wow.
2: Yes, but for like the going back and stuff, comic books do that a lot too. That's why I mean, like yeah. this one is very comic booky yeah, to me, and yeah. I loved it. Is. They'll do little scenes in the page of the comic book that you're reading of stuff that happened before yeah. while they're talking and stuff, right? So I feel again it's very more comic booky than the other ones. Like it's yeah. Yeah. like how She Hulk was. She Hulk was very close to yes, more she comic Hulk. booky. Yeah. She
3: Hulk. So-
1: which was another thing that kept getting, like, bad reviews because women. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I still,
0: I kind of like that show, but I kind of don't. I'm a bit of a blend over it. I think it was successful in some ways. I think it failed in other ways. But I don't think it's awful. I certainly don't think it's worthy of all of the, oh, the bigotry, the misogyny, you no. Know? I know. I
2: loved how they made fun of that, like, by the second episode. They're just like, yeah, like, yeah. men. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah. And then Carol, see here's a, another woman I take a sheet with, where Carol she flies up into the sky and then switches places all of a sudden with Kamala. Kamala and then Kamala is falling down and Monica has to try to go save her. But then they're all right, like because Kamala makes a shell around the two of them as they fall and then they switch places with Carol. Carol falls into the backyard and Kamala and Monica materialize and ship. But my issue is, why does Carol fly up into the sky? Doesn't she like? Does she know Kamala can't fly? so It's very really risky for her to go up into the sky. If you fly horizontally, that's much safer. But if you fly vertically, that's very really dangerous.
2: I don't think they know at this point of the movie that that's what's causing the switching. I, I they just know they're switching. Yeah, I, it do, I think okay. it doesn't click in until later. Um, while they're all together. On the ship, they're like, "Oh, when we use our powers together, okay, that's what because happens." Yeah, so I think she's just confused. She's in her mind confused. right now. Yeah, I, she's just I, doing her own thing. Yeah, so <laughs> like, because she's
0: very focused on the tree and the scrolls right now.
2: Yeah, and we find out why later. And I think it really makes her a dick right at the beginning of the the part of the movie, like because she's so focused on this one thing, she can't see all these errors that are happening. So it's uh, yeah, I feel like. Before she realizes, oh, cred, I'm not being a good person. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's funny when Fairy tells Monica to go up there and save Kamala in the sky and tells her to use her black girl magic.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, back to Darben, who wants to use her one bangle now, even though it's hazardous to do that, because you need, apparently you need both bangles, but she just wants to use the one she has right now to total crap. And then Carol arrives. Oh, Kamala there's a moment where Kamala gasps when Carol arrives. But Carol is like, hold her thoughts. Yeah,
1: just like, wait a second.
0: <laughs> oh, and then Kamala was like, You know my name. To Carol. Oh my gosh,
1: her fangirling. i so, so, so cute. cute. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. It's like now I'm at the age where I can't worship celebrities. But like I remember back yeah. in my innocence when that was just like Meeting someone that you saw on TV was like the highlight of your life. Yeah. Like so, like I get it. Like good, yeah. you know. let She played that very well. Like I love that's that amazing. actress. She 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 can do that giddy, very like it's very a, like oh my god,
0: authentic, so authentic.
1: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like a teenager
2: too. Like very believable. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. But oh no, Da Ben is so pissed off. She used her bangle to of his blasts, his energy blasts from Carol, and then she gets pissed off at the scrolls because she's like, you released the Annihilator against me! Which, by the way, I haven't said this yet, but the Annihilator is a nickname that the three has bestowed upon Carol, for reasons, you know, we'll get into that later.
1: <laughs> I mean, fair.
0: <laughs> so band is pissed off And so then, she opens up a jump point in the sky to start sucking up the atmosphere, and in the process, she's screwing with all of the scrolls down here too, so now they all have to be evacuated, and then Carol instructs Kamala to not use her powers, but Kamala ignores her and does so anyways, and she almost falls out of the sky again! And then a tornado, just like a tornado, that's touching down.
1: The atmosphere is going crazy. Yep. are
0: people who are getting killed as as like the rocks are falling, and Carol and Monica are like, "We gotta go now on this last ship." But Commander's like, "No, we gotta save more scrolls." But they don't have time. They have to save the people that they can save right now. So they just take off, leaving behind a whole bunch of scrolls. Oh dear lord, the scrolls just can't catch a break.
1: <laughs> no this, I side dog. i'm like oh you guys <laughs> this actually made me think of when the us got up out of afghanistan was, like in some weird way like when i saw like the the plane filled with people and that's all they can take and everyone yeah. else well, you're just you're stuck what are we going to do with you, you know? i was like oh
0: well
1: that's depressing yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so even a few a few evac zips. To try to take off, but they also got sucked through on jump point as well in this guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: they didn't even make it through, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's-, it's so it's just like what can what can you do? You're right. Like, it, it's no if the option is no one makes it, that's not a good option, right? Either. Yeah, oh. like, but if like if you can get ten people, like at least it's well, maybe people. the annihilator. <laughs> yeah, <Just> refocus. <gasps>
0: Okay, well, Tonax. I want to. I just want to say right now for Tonax because Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion was all about the Skrulls. But the thing is, Tonax was never a thing in that show because that show was all about oh, the Skrulls—they've been hiding amongst humans on Earth because they need a home. But the thing is, Tonax was never a thing in that show as a refugee colony. So it really <laughs> just feels like this movie was just erasing that whole show. It's just like oh, we have this refugee colony. That was never mentioned, by the way, in Secret Invasion, a show that had a whole bunch of scrolls and also had some scrolls who were up to nefarious shit. They were suffered from the scrolls who were just doing their own crap, trying to live peaceful lives. The nefarious scrolls had kidnapped humans and were putting them in these pods that had these electros, head thingies that looked like <laughs> campy sci fi crap. That show was so damn. Weird and bad, and
1: <laughs> but them not mentioning that they they might be like a you know refugee colony. That sounds very uh That's... like Western history. Or like when they write it,
0: <laughs> I li- I I'd, like, I'd like to say was that, but I think it's also just not the MCU not being connected very well, writing why It's like not communicating. Like, hey, what's the MCU canon here?
1: We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs>
0: So after the evacuation, you know, everyone's just like, oh boy, what happens? Droge, Emperor Droge, is upset with Carol for messing up the peace treaty. And she, she's now called up a friends to take the scroll to a safe place. And that friend is Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson, who is here for a very brief amount of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she kissed Carol on the cheek, which a lot of people were wondering, ooh, is that supposed to be queer? And it would be nice if there was like explicitly queer, you know, stuff but, happening.
2: Like girls can kiss on the cheek without being lesbians. Yeah. You know, like I know like having same gender relationships is really important and to be shown in these movies. But I also feel that it's okay when women are just friends and can kiss, like show affection. Without oh, yeah. it being a relation, like a sexual relationship. Well, yeah,
1: anyone could show affection to someone else w- without it being a sex thing. I feel like because they're so limited and how much LGBTQ anything really is introduced in the MCU, that it's very like, at least from what I know, that like, yeah, it, a kiss on the cheek is like the only way we can go is like, oh, they must be lesbians because we're starved what for is a lesbian is?
2: relationship, it's just we want, right? You're like, I want it, it. although shipping. like.
1: That would be an amazing relationship, because
2: they're both incredibly badass women. Yes,
0: definitely. And people have been shipping them for a while. People have been shipping them for a while. And uh, even the actors, like, even Vida Austin and Tessa Thompson themselves, have been like, hey, we, we we would love it if if our characters were in a relationship. We just want That'd to make
1: great. out on camera. We're <laughs> yeah. warriors, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's our kink. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think it's, it's also been strongly implied, like implicitly implied that Valkyrie herself is definitely is definitely queer. Like yeah, she had a relationship yeah. with one of the previous Valkyries who had died, like you know, that's part of a whole backstory. And even in, I think so I there's was also a implicitly you know, implicitly queer moment. And even Free Larson, she's the one.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. even
0: well, do you think of Carol? There's been like, Wait, was there a romance between Carol and Maria Rambeau? And that's been a whole series. like wait was that happening was that was it implied it's like is it what's happening they need Again, to be in, more in general. explicit with
1: it in they, general, if they show yeah. what's gay then we'll know what's straight it's like you know what it's i like mean it's like eternal
0: remember eternal they had a gay kiss on screen between two men on screen yes, on the yeah. lips
2: they also had sex on screen, I was like, This isn't children Marvel, like <laughs> sex
0: between a man and a woman, the missionary position,
2: yeah. But it was still the most the like, safest of all the positions. I know, but <laughs> I, was like, TV. I was like, Wait a second, this isn't what I remember. Uh, it just <laughs> hey, some comic books, oh, there's titties and some, everything, all in of it. them, yeah. Like you. But it was just like, I, this is usually like. Marvel's usually, like, for the younger crowd, right? And Internals uh, was not a movie for the younger crowd. I feel like it was... But then I feel Marvel has gotten, like, more for the older. Like, it was less younger. Like, it's
1: aged as, the, as it's gone through.
0: As the viewers have grown up.
1: Yes. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll restart. That's how it goes. <laughs> so that we can show our
2: children. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. There's uh. a part in there I want to talk about. Because I was talking about it with my husband. I was like, oh, my God. We're so old. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just. Uh... We'll
0: get yeah. to it. We'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get to, get to
2: it. it. We'll get to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Kamala gives a scroll child a little dog plushie before Valkyrie and the scroll beam away. So They're gone now. Hopefully to find another, a different home, real like, somewhere. I don't bringing know.
2: Bringing them back to Earth because that's where New Asgard is, right? They're just all going back to Earth. And you don't see them take the other ships. They only take the one ship of people. Okay. I, what is happening? Okay, <laughs> here's the
0: thing. Secret, at the end of Secret Invasion, it's supposed to be really bad, like at the end of the show. It's like, oh, people know about the scrolls. People are now killing Killing scrolls, they're killing humans who they think are scrolls, but actually humans. The president is very bigoted against scrolls. Like, that, at the end of that show, it's so damn dark. Like, oh shit, there's gonna be like a scroll a like <laughs> genocide happening here. But then in this movie, it's like, oh, it's all lights Again, it feels, like it feels like Secret Invasion didn't happen. Secret Invasion didn't happen in this movie. It feels, it's so strange. I don't know.
1: Well, considering I haven't seen it, it did feel yes. like it, You're right. <laughs> so I went it into is. this movie not knowing anything about it. So the maybe the that was their plan this whole time. the, the,
0: thing. Thing. So, we cut the, Hela, the planet of the Cree. Whereas the sun is dying, the atmosphere has been wrecked. People have to wear these breathing masks. But there is a some point in the skies it has stolen the atmosphere from Tanax and transported it here. So people get to take off their masks now. And band monologues about Carol destroying the Supreme Intelligence, which destroyed the Kree thirty years ago, and that's what started the Civil War. And now, I, now I want to say, uh, okay. So I feel like Carol doing that. Like I feel like that can signify American imperialism, like just barging that's in, shutting off the in- leader of this entire. Planet. And I will say, look, the Supreme Intelligence was not doing good shit. Let's make that clear. Because, you know, they were, the Kree was doing colonizer crap against the Skrulls, the Supreme Intelligence was not doing good crap here. But it does also feel like Carol just went in, killed the AI that was leading this whole planet, and then just hopped out of there and just left the planet (laughs) to defend themselves. And so then they just. That's descends. American
1: imperialism. Yeah. Like, how many times have they went in and did a coup on a government? Because they're like, oh, but this guy's doing so much bad shit, and it's like, <laughs> so are you. So are you! And the
0: civil <laughs> and the civil war and and, and the creed descended into descended into a civil war like, that got so bad that the sun is dying, your sun not in the atmosphere with poisons. I and I'm like, okay, realistically, would a civil war get that bad when you when you hurt your son? Like, what happened to the sun? Like what weapons were you sending out into space <laughs> that killed your
1: son? I think it was, like, a whole, like, power outage thing. That's what I got from, like, the whole thing blowing up and then just everything going dark. I was like, oh, so that was probably what their entire infrastructure was probably running off of. And then it's like, what do you do? Oh, well, you know, yeah, like, I, I think knows. about the apocalypse all the time. What would happen if our internet went out?
0: Interesting, very interesting. He's but still, bleeding. I'm wondering, like, <laughs> what, what what happened? Did a weapon... a did a weapon like a missile get sent out and it hit the sun? Was there a device connecting the sun to Hala? I'm just, that's why, I, and that's why I <laughs> said, I got said,
2: unplugged. That's why got I, unplugged.
0: I, I got this The sun was already dying. No, the sun was dying because of the Civil War. That's what happened. Like, oh, it was directly uh, okay. because of the Civil War. And that's why I said, Flesh out the history more. I want to know more more than
1: yeah. What happened? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Otherwise, yeah. I'm just left here feeling confused, and I have to fill in the gaps. was gap it myself. the
1: civil war on the whole planet, like the entire it, planet? It was Outer the whole space. planet. It was. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just a okay. civil war on, the,
0: on this whole planet of Hala after okay, so yeah. after the leader fell, I, because I'm I'm assuming after the leader fell, then probably like, the whole government fragmented. To, to states start fighting each other, and that's where the civil war started. But again, more detail. We're having
1: to make it up. Like, we're doing the writing for them. Yeah. Like, that's what's happening. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yes. And then, oh, so Tyrone, that's Darben's assistant, like kind of like the right hand person. Tyrone says that you need two bangles to revive your son. Trying to use one bangle will kill you, Darben. But she's determined to make you with one bangle. Uh, we'll see how that works for you, Darman, your daughter and your later on. Also, the right-hand person, Tyrone, is Ty-T-Y-R-O-N-E, Roan. It's like, so let's just take an Earthian name and just put a dash in the middle of it to turn it into a green name. That
2: is alien language 101. <laughs> I'm
1: G-Sicka. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: You just put a dash somewhere in the middle between the yeah. third and fourth letters, yeah.
0: And then, oh, so I guess I, my name would be like R A R dash T H U R, awesome!
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what mine would be because, like, it's S A U N Y A, sa nya. <laughs> it's like a little hiccup, I don't know, something like
0: that, something like that, yeah. <sighs> And then we cut back to the Marvel team. Monica holds a grudge against Carol for never returning to her because she had Mm -hmm. promised a young Monica that she'd be back before she knows it. But she never did that. No, she stayed away. She was doing her interstellar adventure craft. And so, you know, Monica's mad about that, you know, the grudge against Carol. And Carol apologizes to Kamala for how she spoke to her earlier. But this this, this feels kind of, that, again, this is like, I feel like it could have been more fleshed out about Kamala. Like, her art could have been like, oh, she idolizes Carol, the superhero, who is so mighty, so perfect. But then she realizes, oh, she's not perfect, she can't save everyone, and there's not much nuance to that. It just speeds through that sort of beats.
2: Yeah, I-, I felt like it was like a read-between-the-lines moment, like, finally realizing you shouldn't meet your heroes. Like, I just, yeah. it's not going to be as great as you think it is.
0: I try to like, read between the lines. I try to. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's just like one of those things when you're like young and so hopeful, and then you realize the real world isn't that amazing. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just I also that the depression even, sits in.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't even feel like Carol was being that harsh with her though earlier. Like, she says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry how I spoke earlier, but I don't even feel like she was being that harsh. I feel like she's just being simply stern. I don't
1: know. Yeah, but we saw her parents. Like her parents are really nice. Like, you know, their sternness <laughs> is like, make sure you do your homework. I hear you, you know, versus like how Captain Marvel came in. So they maybe were it like more-
2: stern in the TV show, the yeah. they were like, no, you can't go. So she wanted to go to convention and, right. and they're like, the no. Show. And then she like cries, and then they're like, okay, you can go, but you have to go with your dad and then you're doing a costume together. And he's like right. the Hulk, and then she hurts I her see. dad's feelings because she's right. like, "I'm with you." So like typical teenage behavior, <laughs> and then she sneaks out and goes with her friend, and then she stole, like, she took her grandma's bracelet because she was looking for the perfect accessory. And then at the con, at the when they're doing like the costume contest, the uh, Captain Marvel costume contest, she her powers like started, and then she like blew some shit up, and then. That was the start of her having power. So yet. it sounds yes. like her
1: parents like learned better that maybe they shouldn't be as stern but more assertive. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe, maybe.
1: Good yeah, for the them. Do change, yeah. The yeah. yeah. So the are parents
2: had grown. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And Kamala says, "I'll do anything for you, Carol." And she's like, "I'll drop everything. I'll drop high school." And Carol says, "Don't do that." <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, that is we don't need that. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and I also love when Kamada asks for copyright permission to use the Miss Marvel name in Jersey City. She's
1: yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even think about it. I, yeah. I didn't sorry. think we'd get this close. Yes. <laughs> so sorry.
0: And she does the twenties finger gun with Carol. And I love how she looks at her finger gun with awe.
2: <laughs> like Carol just does it? Like I just love how she's like, okay, like I'm yeah hanging out with this kid <laughs> okay
0: but see see again it just feels rushed it feels like she's in awe over carol so quickly after the whole tonax crap again it feels so rushed
2: oh well and it's, it's, she's been obsessed with her for like yeah ever since she was younger you know so i feel like it's easier to like
3: brush it over and
2: forget anything it also that over, hurts yeah. your feelings yeah yeah. You're like, okay, it's done. She said story, so everything's great again. Yeah.
1: And I feel like Carol is like, uh, she's Aunt Carol, right? Yeah, so Aunt she's Carol. like seeing this little kid, and she's yeah. just like, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to relate. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
0: and Kamala gets excited over the implication of the stereo jumping being a team. She wants to name Monica names like Professor Marvel, and she also name drops the Marvels. And she'll continue to uh, come up with more names, possible names for Monica, superhero <laughs>
1: names. I liked Professor Marvel. Personally. I did too,
0: actually. I, thought, yeah, I did. There
2: already, there's already a Professor Marvel. Uh, I'm not sure, I
1: know there's a Professor. No,
0: does no, there's, does there's there's Marvel? Does Marvel? I don't know about Professor Marvel. I do know there's like Professor. I don't know. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking, of, I, I'm thinking of Doctor. I'm thinking of Doctor Superhero, like Doctor Midnight. Yeah,
1: Doctor Marvel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Professor sounds even cooler oh, than I got,
3: Doctor.
2: It's a minor character in The Wizard of Oz. That's not what I want.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> See, different. That's a different thing. Speaking of which, Wicked. Yeah, the Predator so- for Wicked just came out.
1: Oh, uh, my gosh. I'm so pumped. And also, at the same time, hate Ariana Grande and the Munchkin.
0: <laughs> I haven't even seen the trailer for it. I just, I've seen some people come say it. About
1: looks it. really good. Really? Like, it makes okay. me mad. It makes me oh. mad that it looked really good. Interesting. Because that's one of my I've, favorite musicals. Because,
0: I, because I've seen some people criticize it, but I'm glad to see your excitement. Okay. That's I, I
1: mean, I guess it depends because, like, again, like the play, the musical is different from the book, and the mm. movie is going to be different from both.
3: Okay, so it depends oh, what oh, parts,
1: what, right? Because all movie musicals are always different from the Broadway show every yeah. time. So you always have to, like, what know what you're expecting, I guess. But yeah. yeah. Wasn't expecting infidelity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ariana and SpongeBob with you. The, uh... <laughs> and then we got some more exposition as we learn about the quantum bands that were used to generate every jump point in the universe, and then Monica also calls Starbend's weapon a space hammer thingy, and Carol says it's a universal weapon. Kamada suggests Cosmorod as a name, which by the way, that is a real name, Cosmorod, as well as universal weapon in the comic books, and it's the same kind of weapon that Ronan the Accuser had back in Guardians of the Galaxy. Big old weapon, the hammer. Diaband is using this, both the bangle and I think also the hammer, to force unstable jump points into the network. Which is messing things up, that's what's what causing the power surges. And Kamada has seen some star shots on Darban's ships, but she can't read them. So Carol boots up a scroller torture device to access memories, and she was using this earlier. To try to regain the memories to pre-stole from her. Yeah. So they, they all go into a memory meld session. So Carol can read the star shots from Kamala's memories. But then we also see Carol's memories of herself and Maria. And we get some flashbacks of like Carol with how Maria had cancer and she asked Carol to take care of goose. And we also see a bit of Monica's memories of coming back from the blip and learning her mama died. For the first time, and for herself, like she's absorbing all of this information for the first time, and all a bunch of info, and, and the three of them share a warm hug afterwards.
2: I thought that was a really sweet moment, just the heartbreak that. So they got to feel like Carol, Carol, and Monica actually got to like feel how it was to lose the same person. Yeah, and I just feel like that was important for their relationship to continue. And then the innocence of um, Kamala just went and gave her a hug. And I just feel like that was just like perfect because kids really do help lighten depressing moments. Yeah. Because
1: they don't know. They're dumb in that moment. (laughs) That's
2: that's what it is.
1: It's like, thank you for your naivete. Yeah. yeah, It's refreshing sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, this is sweet.
2: And then, you know, helps you not be so sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a that 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 scene did it did give some emotions, you know. Even though I think the exposition could have been handled better, and uh, again, it could have been executed more tightly. But you know, I, I felt some yeah. some poignance in the scene, some some hot emotions. I I feel
1: like they could have pulled even on that more. Like I feel like that was like a strong emotional scene, and then you don't really see much of that again until the end. It's like they could have yeah pulled on that whole more like, heartstrings yeah well just like on that Maybe. mother relationship and everything a little bit more and like the idea that like your mom died and you weren't even there to witness like your mom mourned you for you to come back to mourn your mother like that's complicated yeah, feelings. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and we got that in WandaVision too at WandaVision she was you know we saw we saw Monica deal was at the in WandaVision which was, you know, mm-hmm. that was good to see. And...
1: Again, you need to pre-watch, I guess, more <laughs> of the lore. Oh
0: dear.
1: The blip is literally the idea of the blip, is the one thing in the MCU that seriously traumatized me, because like, uh, was it <laughs> oh, fi- no. was it fifty percent of the population that 50, blipped? Yeah, of the universe, of the universe, yeah. yeah. So yeah. can you imagine you go into your hospital and fifty percent is gone?
0: Oh, that is yeah. a lot. Can
1: you yeah. imagine you're in war and fifty percent just disappears? Can you imagine you're anywhere? You're on you're on a fucking cruise ship and it fifty percent of the population just disappears, including the people working the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying yeah. to me. Yeah you're on a plane and the pilots get blipped (laughs) yeah both pilots because it's only 50 percent it didn't say which 50 Uh, like that's terrifying and i find from what i've seen about like after the blip they never talk about that trauma like they talk about the individual trauma with the specific people and the age thing and everything else but i'm like so many other people died after the blip because of the blip. And we're not recognizing that. So rip those people. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> non-blip people. But, like, they ain't coming back. Yeah, like the that. blip people came back. It's the people that didn't quite make it because of the blip that didn't. You know. yeah. And, like,
2: the people in the sky... Like the pilots, you're not going back into the plane. You're going back to where you were. Oh, and my then, gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Just that's people falling out of the sky one day? That's but, a you know, lot. Comic book logic. Yeah, comic book logic. You don't have to think about that. It's fine. Everybody
1: got to where <laughs> Everybody everybody's go. fine. They only disappeared for a little oh. bit. The people that died, it was cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. To get back to the Marvels. Traumatizing, here, that's what I'm from, saying. Yes. Away from the blip back to the Marvels. <laughs> where, Monica compares the way the Darben is messing with the wormhole network to fracking, which is not quite a comparison. And the trio figures out that Darben's plan is to restore Hala to its former health, and since she siphoned off Tynax's atmosphere, she'll most likely go after Water Next, and Carol theorizes she'll go after Aladna. Since water covers ninety nine point sixty three percent of the planet, they're gonna head there. This is where we have a Disney reference that kind of tires me, where Kamala says we have our heading, and it's a nod to you know Captain Jack Sparrow saying that as part of, and it's also like part of the whole Disney promo. Where, where it was it was followed by Peter Pan saying, "Here we go," and I'm like, <laughs> I don't need the Disney reference.
1: Well, to be fair, this planet is literally called like what Ala- Aladdin Aladdin? Al-, Al Aladdin or Alavna Aladdin, Al- Aladdin Al- and look at how they de- decorated that planet, you know Alavna
0: <laughs> Alavna. But yeah, it's very close to Aladdin. Yes, and even <laughs> yeah, Carol, even close. Carol is technically a pr- she's a princess, so maybe a Disney princess sort of thing.
2: She's like officially a
1: Disney princess. We're, We're calling
0: it Captain Marvel, yeah, on the
1: Two Cent maybe. Critic
0: podcast. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Captain Marvel, Disney princess. Hello listeners, this is Arthur, the host of Two Cent's Critic. I'm here to tell you about Zencaster, the very service that helps me record my show. Out of all the potential options out there, I picked Zencaster because it's a brief to use and the basic things that I need to record are available for free, which is handy for someone like me, someone who isn't brimming with money, that I can spend on extra podcast features. It really is incredibly easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. You can just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. And Zencaster's multi-layered backups will ensure that you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. And if you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services those days are over. With Zencasters all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to zencastercom slash and use my code 2CCDiscount. That is 2 for so number 2. And you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster page plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now they're going to head there. I love when they're calling up to the Khan family. And Viniba, the mom, doesn't want Kamala to go space traveling. And she also calls Fury Nicholas. And Kamala is like, it's just Fury. (laughs) Because Fury here. (laughs) Fury is taking the Khans up to the Sabre station. And they also witness. Goose, trying to lick his butt yeah where well,
2: is the brother's wife that's another little plot hole i'm like where's the wife i don't
0: know like well they had, so they had a phone call they had a phone call yeah but <laughs> why
2: why is he on exist. his parents mid-afternoon just sitting down watching television you know what I mean? like why why isn't he at home with his wife <laughs> well i
0: think well yes I, I don't know if they're married i thought i thought one day just Weren't they just, like, uh, not married? Weren't they just, like, in a, in a relationship? I thought the wedding
2: was happening. Did the wedding not happen?
0: I forget. I, I forget. But yeah, I
2: mean, I was like, oh, now I'm going to have to go back and watch. Oh, I what a world. Uh, but, yeah, it was just, I thought they got married.
0: Well, I don't know.
2: I forgot. I don't know. Yeah. See, yeah,
1: that's it. Well, Either I, I way, if <laughs> you're non-legally married wife, <laughs> like, <laughs> just because you're not legally married, if you're long enough that you're calling them wife, where are they? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's why right. she was calling a wife. I forgot about that.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah, I had figured... a brother was calling his wife. Oh, what, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: I was like, "Where is she?"
0: <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. And like,
2: where? If if they're like, if he's at his parents', why isn't she with the parents? Like, why? If they're going over for like an afternoon of just
1: hanging out, why isn't? And she, there's so many mm. valid reasons she might not be there. They just have to like us let one. us know. <laughs>
0: yeah. <If> they don't. <laughs> they do so well. she
1: on
2: reason. work. Yeah,
1: she's she, like.
0: <laughs> and Miniba is threatening to kill Darben if anything happens to Kamada. Yes, very protective parent. Yes. Also, funny when Kamada calls Darben a weirdly beautiful but kind of terrifying woman. Yeah. <laughs> and Kamada comes up with a few more superhero names for Monica, including Dr. Marvel, Nova, Spectrum, Spectrum Vision, and Vision. But Carol is like, oh, no, wait, sorry. You know. Use that name. Yeah, she's
2: like, I like that. And she's like, oh wait, <laughs> can't use that <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> and then they have their training montage for switching places, which was fun to watch, backed up by Beastie Boys' Intergalactic and yeah. trivia here. Yet Costa apparently loves the double dutch sequence. That was part of this training montage. But the UK crew <laughs> apparently didn't know what was going on. They kept calling it skipping rope. And De Costa and uh, VFX supervisor Tara DeMarco had to go out to the parking lot to show the locals what it is and how to do it. The Double Dutch.
1: <laughs> they didn't know what Double Dutch is.
0: I guess not. Uh, they, they just called it skipping rope, and so they were confused. Like, wait, what is Double Dutch specifically?
2: I'm pretty sure, like Double Dutch is a very has a very urban background. Like, it's not really like the white people didn't come up with it, and uh, the UK is pretty white. So maybe they just didn't actually know. Like they honestly, well, the thing have is, never. The
0: UK has a has a lot of it. has a lot of like uh, I would say especially black residents there though, and g- generally people of color. But especially a lot of black people live like uh or even like you know yeah. some someone says like like London or a- England yeah
1: the big city like, yeah the yeah. big cities. But you can say the same thing in the states, and then you go to one small city. And it happens to be a sundown town, and now you can't leave. Sundown town, <laughs>
0: suspecting <it> still exists. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And Canada uh, too, up in Canada, there's a sundown town. Oh yeah. Which I mean, oh, yeah. I not... recently learned that. I recently learned about Canada's sundown town.
1: It's down the street from oh, me. <laughs> oh, you should look up Twilight. Wait, was it Twilight drives Twilight or Twilight tours? Twilight tours. Google that. Google that. Have fun. D- don't. <laughs> It's really sad, though. So just be careful. But it still happens. But just yeah. yeah. Okay. Canadians aren't better. I was just saying, you okay. know. I'll oh yeah, no, we're.
0: I'll are not.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, there's a moment on to space station. Where there's like a power surge of some sort, power malfunction, and then also they find this brain esque entity on board, and they're like, "Hmm, what is this invasive little thing?" Oh, we'll get back I, to the brain. I called
2: it. I was watching it. You called and it? I'm like, "Oh, okay. yeah, I did." I was like, "You know what that is?" And then I said what it was, and then the person I was watching it with, "Uh, I don't know." I they think it was like something else. I was like, "No, no, this is what it is." And then. Um, okay, because was. I was so excited about it. I'm like, I'm right.
0: I didn't predict it, but I, okay, that's good. That's good.
2: I did. I yeah. Uh, I was like, this is what it is. And yeah. then we're like, okay, we'll see, crazy person. We'll see. And then
1: I had no idea. I just saw it and thought of like Baldur's Gate, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> little brains.
0: <sighs> And then we cut back to the Marvel Trio as they travel to the planet of Eladna. It's funny when Kamala puts on her comms earbud and pretends to do this DJing motion for a bit. And then we learn Eladna is incredibly musical! So residents here communicate through the language of song. They won't understand you unless you're singing. And Carol is technically a princess here, due to marriage of convenience crap. To deal with some diplomatic issues, How about Prince yan here on this planet, and Prince yan is played by Park Seo Joon, who's done some K dramas, including What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, and I haven't seen any, any of his works. So it's the first time I'm seeing him in something, but I am so suffi- I feel like Prince yan was had a really small role in this. I feel like the the marketing kind of kind of built him up with amping up yawn but uh he's not really in the movie for a lot of time it's kind of confusing and also you don't even the...
2: get to see him fight that much either like you just like oh yeah. he's a gorgeous creature and then that's it you get nothing else and
0: carol <laughs> like carol was dancing his hand for a bit and singing to him and then okay oh, see here's the thing. I wanted more of the musical craft.
1: Oh my god, I loved it. I was like, oh my god, it's Glee Island. Like, yeah. this is my dream. It was delightful
0: to watch. And I was like, this is so bizarre to watch. Like, I was having a physically, I was having this physical sensation of like, wait, this is overwhelming me, but I'm also enjoying it. Like, it was so weird to watch this in an MCU movie.
1: Her yes. jellyfish hat? Yeah. I was like, that would have been so good for Spongebob cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Like, that exact
0: hat. Yes. And I wanted more of this. But it was so short, though. And he even cut it like, off. They cut it off. It because was. then because then Carol is like, oh, she's singing. But then Yana's like, oh, you don't have to sing. I'm bilingual. So, yeah. I
1: love that, though. Okay, that, was,
0: that was a funny joke. But I wanted more singing. I wanted to stretch this out. And see, this is what I'm like. The movie doesn't commit to the bit. I wanted it to stick to the bit.
1: The fight should have been musical. Yes. <laughs> right, yes. That's what, like, the musical A if The off? musical had to continue throughout <laughs> the fight where they're, like, saying, like, get them on the left. And they're, like, singing it. And they're, like, doing the, like, singing the directions. And, and, like, yeah. yeah, doing, like, group fights, like, West Side Story and mm-hmm. snapping. Like, that would have been amazing. It yeah. would
0: have been yeah. so fun. Fun. I want giving all this bonkers energy in an MCU movie because you know what? The MCU we don't we don't get to be weird very often or strange a lot. I feel like it's more the James Gunn movies, the Guardians of the Galaxy, which has it explode with style. You get to do more just like out of the box things in those movies. And let's do more about here. Come on, we have this. We have the flirting hurting later on, which I also love. I was Ah. like, what the fuck's going on here? But I love it. (laughs) That
2: was exactly my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was just, but like, so before this movie, as we talked about like the fun part, like so like Thor Ragnarok was more like a very light movie. And I feel like before this movie, that one was my favorite because of how wacky and fun it was. So I think, the wacky fun part of Marvel is what I, I want, I need. Yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> like I feel like, like, She-Hulk, She-Hulk does kind of, like, that out-of-the-box stuff with, mm-hmm. like, being yes. more strange. Or, or, I guess, uh, I would, say, I would say Moon Knight, actually. I feel like Moon Knight does that. Oh, in a, my gosh, in like a that was psych- so good. Psychological, thriller, mindfuck way, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah. that's also going out-of-the-box. And I feel like, Moon Knight is one of the MCU series it gets more hate on it than other pieces of the MCU, but I like it. I think it's one of, one of the better shows. I loved
2: it too. I loved it too. I again, I love the Disney show parts, but the just the credits that take up half the half the episode, episode each time. <laughs> I was like, listen, they just need to come up with like a DVD version where it goes from beginning to end and there's none of the end credits. In between it you got beginning credits and credits nothing
3: yes, else I yes. feel like
2: they need to like I, I would buy it like, it's just so if they had it where you could watch it without all those credits yes oh. no interruption <laughs>
0: Also, V. Lawson. She, I really wanted her to sing more because she's great at singing. You know, her. remember, you know, her, remember yeah. her Black Sheep cover and Scott program.
1: Okay, are you was, kidding? That's on my playlist. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I remember too. back in the day. By back in the day, I mean twenty twenty one. Uh, you were unable to access the cover on Spotify, uh, but now we petitioned it and it's there. Yeah. So yeah, Brie Larson, Black Sheep. And she even
0: had a whole album of hers back in 2005 when she was pursuing singing. So she's actually yeah. a good singer too. Let's have her sing more. Come on.
2: Yeah, she's very I'm talented. Like,
1: her singing about using her light powers, and it would have been so good because she would have switched, and then the voice would have switched into the yeah. same whatever. Like, there's so much they could have done there. Lost opportunity. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is funny, though, when Monica asked Kamala how many chapters of her Captain Marvel fanfiction is the dancing giving her between Jan yeah. and Carol. And Kamala is like, so many
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. It was I love like how they kinda like kept to like how she's like a huge fan. Yeah. And like, like they that. just kept on to that like I- idealization of uh, yeah. Captain Marvel. It was just like you're the greatest ever <laughs>
0: We cut quickly back to Sabre's station where we find out twenty nine more of these eggs have been detected on board. Uh oh, what's happening?
3: Uh oh, an entire <laughs>
0: infestation, and then back to the marvels who are all suited up. I don't, I didn't really need alterations done to specifically Kamala's suit. I feel like her old suit would have been great. I feel like they keep modifying the suits specifically because, like, oh, let's do the new suit so we have an excuse to create new toys, new merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which bugs me. Carol suggests Lady of Light as a name for Monica. And then Kamala suggests more names, including Portar Light Lady. Or (laughs) Portar. Although Monica's official name uh, is Sotan. That's her name in the comics.
2: Yes, yeah, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then and then the Kree and Dar Ben finally land on Alasna. With some I love how the Alasnians they, they sing and arrival alarm.
3: Yes. <laughs> and
0: Darban is here. Jan refuses to kneel to Darban, so she when well, she asks for it, so she gets pissed off and then a big fight ensues, brawling, teleporting <laughs> between the Marvels and Tamara, thanks to Jan's advice, uses her scarf like an Indiana Jones esque whip. And there was I love
2: that. Me <laughs>
0: too. And the thing is, there was actually a deleted scene. Uh, that had her asking for a new costume on Alanna, and she ends up getting a scarf that, it stated, can be used as a weapon.
1: Okay, oh, this movie great. is so short compared to the rest of Mar- like MCU movies. They could have kept that scene in. Yeah, like there was no <laughs> like it, it wouldn't have mattered. Like yes, thank you for the added context <laughs> yeah. on where she got the scarf. You know. <gasps>
0: And then Darben realizes Kamala is wearing the other quantum band. And I love how Kamala says, My grandma sent it in the mail.
2: Yeah, it was a gift from my grandma.
0: (laughs) And then Darben draws power out of Carol to amp up her own energy and opens an an unstable jump point in the sky, which starts to suck water out of Eladna and slap it down onto Hala. Oh no, oh no. And then we cut back to Sabre space station, where Fury is worried about all this shit happening. And I love when... This is funny when when Dag, one of the other space saber personnel on the station, he's like, "The surgeons are fine the systems, and the space elevator is offline." And Ferry is like, "You ever come here was good news." And then Dag says, "Half <laughs> the evacuation pod just went down," and Ferry says, "That's not good news."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's um, the opposite. I did love the space elevator because that's actually an invention that they're trying to work yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. Like that's a real thing that they're trying to build. They have um, like buoys in the middle of the ocean because they they figure the ocean will allow for it to work with the earth, the turning of the earth's function. And they're working on even just trying to build like a atmospheric space station so that when they shoot a space rocket, it's not it's more off the ground, less fuel kind of thing, but the idea of, like, an elevator is, like, a real idea that scientists are working on, Which, and it's hilarious. I can, <laughs> I can
0: see it. It's <laughs> happening in, like, in maybe the next 50 years or so. You know, I can see that.
1: Yeah, who cares about the
2: environment, global warming? Let's get an <gasps> elevator! Space elevator!
0: Yes, Elon yeah. Musk! What do you want Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos to bring us up into space? Forget about us. No. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's go to Mars and ruin Mars next!
1: That's a right. million-dollar elevator ride just up and down. That's yeah. all you get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and then Monica and Kamala are flying to a ship. Monica's having some trouble flying it. And Kamala, she's ooing and eyeing over Carol again. And she says, oh, captain, my captain, out loud. <laughs> and even Monica shoots her a weird look. Like, what Yeah, the- like,
2: that's so cringe. Like, you're such a cringy teenager, right? <laughs> but <laughs> most teenagers but are. But the
0: thing is, I would have li- li- legitimately cringed more at this if it had come out of anyone else's mouth. But out of Amon Valani's mouth, I can be more lenient
1: yeah she already fingered guns she was as cringy as she could
2: be twinsies i I love that type of awkwardness too like when it's not like just cut and paste kind of characters where it's just like you're a
1: human yeah
3: yeah
1: twinsies is in my literal vocabulary i do it anytime someone does something slightly similar we're both wearing a black shirt Twinsies! (laughs) Twinsies! <laughs> I feel like it helps break the ice too.
2: Yeah, it does! Yeah. It's like, look, we're so similar! Yeah. Like, it's cringy, yeah. but it does help break the ice, right? Like, when you're in social situations, you're like, yes. fuck, I don't wanna be here. And then you're like, oh, we're both wearing hat ears. Twinsies!
0: <gasps> you know, twinsies. Like t- I feel like <laughs> a, few, a few of my fans on Discord have used like twins or twinsies twins before on Discord. Although, the slang that I always see more often is stuff like mothering, or um, or mommy, or uh, you know, other... other I feel Gen- like that's
1: a Zoomer thing. Gen Z, like Gen Z,
0: mo- Gen Z, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much, very much, and yeah. what other... Twinsies
1: is very millennial. Oh, oh
0: cooking, cook, yeah. uh, cooking, like we're cooking here, oh no, no, uh, this is cooked, that's very much Gen Z slang as well, this is cooked.
2: Yes. I'm not up with the younger slang yet. I am oh, still stuck with millennial.
0: <laughs> trust me, if you saw the Zen Z slang in my film Discord server, uh, or maybe go on Twitter and see Zen Z slang on there or on TikTok, it's like, holy crap, sometimes I'm getting baffled by the Zen Z slang, and I'm a Zen Zier. Yeah.
2: yeah, like, what is happening? <laughs>
0: Then Kamada opens a jump point so they can escape, and Darben is able to steal her bangle, and this is something she was doing against Monica's instructions, against Monica and Carol, because Carol wants to stay here and fight Darben, and she's like, I can't let this happen again! You know, like referring to Tanax. And Monica wants to skedaddle out of here. And so Kamala opens the jump point and they emerge from the jump point and crash into this green field. And Kamada's like, I had to make a t- make a tough call, like you did, Carol on Tanax. And Carol you now blames herself for starting to create civil war and poisoning the planet's air, which is why she changed the name Annihilator. And she never wanted Monica to see to see this flawed version of, of her. But Monica is like, I just wanted you, an aunt, not a perfect and mighty superhero. And also Kamala apologizes Kale for coming on too strong earlier and not giving her the space to be a real person. And it's a whole bunch of character beat that we just rush through with all of these arts, and I don't like it. Come on, <laughs> why? I feel
1: like... They all could have been brought up here. earlier,
2: yeah. <laughs> like like it all out. Three of them have ADHD, so they were able to like jump through it quickly. Like, <laughs> oh, they jump
0: through it fast.
2: Yeah, that's just like an ADHD type thing. Like usually, you have to tell a story. Like, there's a ten year backstory, or it's a thirty second something that should have been like a long time story. You're like,
1: blah 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 blah, and then they're through it.
2: So, like, okay okay <laughs> this goes along
1: with my theory that every main character is neurodivergent that's right <laughs> You're right every single main you, the, the background characters the npcs they're
0: neurotypical,
1: neurotypical. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i i'm pretty sure you brought us up on our a good golden Guide to murder book right
1: yes i yeah. did i <laughs> did and you can look at you can just watch anything Look at the main character and be like, oh, that's a little weird. But it yeah. moves the plot. It does, It moves the yeah. plot, moves the story.
0: Fascinating, fascinating. By <laughs> <gasps> well, the way, A Good goal is the murder? I am pumped for that show adaptation. I can't wait for that to come out, Truth.
1: I'm pumped for it, too. I'm pumped for that, and I'm pumped for Twilight. I'll be as honest, long as the dog lives, I'll be honest with you. I'll <laughs> pump for Twilight too.
0: Twilight, no, but it. it's a series reboot, though. It looks like it'll be so lifeless. No.
1: Oh, I think they can add so much life. There's so much in the books that was taken out of the movies. We we missed so much. Interesting.
0: thing I I never read the books, but I've seen I've seen like the first two movies, or first three movies.
1: If you ever want to read the books and 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 have a podcast episode about it, let me know. Let me know. All the books. I will reread them <laughs> yeah. with you. I have the unofficial guide. Like we'll, oh we'll my. go through it. We'll go through
0: it. Okay, very intriguing. I'll keep that in mind. Keep that in mind.
1: <laughs> it's worse. The books are worse. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, so after all of that character meet that we just rushed through, then the trio focuses on stopping Darben and warning Fury about all of this, and we cut back saber as everyone is trying to evacuate. There's only one evacuation bay that's online due to the power surge. Oh no, flames are starting up. And then Fury and Muniba find one of these brain entities, which turn out to be flurking eggs to which Goose has given birth. (laughs) Yay! Oh my goodness.
2: Uh, That is my favorite. We're coming up to my favorite part of the movie, guys. My favorite part. We are, we are.
0: And so Muniba. There was a point earlier on where she was like, hey, Goose, you seem to have gained a lot of weight since we last saw you. It's fairly overfeeding you. And that's, uh, that's like a little foreshadowing to the fact that Goose is not being overfed. Goose is pregnant.
2: Who's this pregnant? Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you're acting so weird. You've
1: gained a lot of weight." I'm like, "It's having babies." <laughs> okay, it's so funny because my daughter was being a brat when I was watching this movie. I'll be honest, and oh, no. we have a fat orange cat, and she looked at <laughs> the TV. She's like, "Oh, it's pumpkin," and I was like, "Yeah, it is. It's our it's our fat orange cat." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was she was very involved with this movie after that fact. Why? So. Oh,
2: but like now, I have questions about Florkin reproduction. So like, yes. does goose have a partner? Then I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Or is it like Godzilla where they like their finds own a way? Yeah, <laughs> uh, asexual, right? Like it's or a bullfrog, right? Um, uh, some into, lots
1: of bugs are asexual too. Yeah,
2: they like turn genders to have babies. A
1: fish. Like, There's a species of fish that do that.
0: Wait, what's the name? It does doesn't. Oh, parthenogenesis. That's the name for the creatures that have what are called virgin births, as in birth yeah. by themselves. Parthenogenesis. So like bees, wasps, ants, aphids, uh, crustaceans, lizards,
1: human females. Eventually, <laughs> yes. so we're working on bone marrow use.
0: Yes. Also, I I thought saw, I a saw goose was a was a he was a male, but goose is a female.
1: I thought Goose was a male up until like the they point. Gave birth. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh, by the way, Goose was played by two cats, Nemo and Tango.
1: Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Good casting.
0: Uh so yes, the eggs, the brain eggs are here. Yay! They they gave us. And they're cracking open. And I love how Fairy is handling one of the baby flirting. And it's like, not my good eye when the <laughs> yeah. tentacles are coming out. Because remember, Fairy lost his left eye because of Goose clawing at yeah. him.
2: He's like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's just a scratch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: The Marvel to go back on board to find that Fairy's plan is to use the Flurkin as evacuation vessels. for yes. hundreds of saber personnel. And this is Women You Get Memory by Barbara <laughs> Streisand playing during this whole weird scene. A whole we gotta we got a cat so much here. We got the saber personnel voice you're so bad for. So are just like, what the hell is happening? No, run the,
1: from them. Know, yes, the announcement.
0: The announcement voice. The PA is going, stop running and that's the flurkin eat you yeah. and if I were in that situation I'd just be like what the fuck why do you want the flurkin to eat us we don't know yeah. what the flurkin do
2: yeah. yeah it was hilarious and it's just like funny like at the end of like this hoarding flurkins, so the one guy just like Plugs his nose to get like jumped in. He's just like, okay. Yep, he reluctantly allows
0: himself to be followed up. Yep, yep, that's Dag. Yep, there's two saber personalities to focus on. There's Dag and then uh, and, and Tanya.
1: Mm-hmm. I just love them holding the cat. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like people running for their lives. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, wow. HR is gonna have a hell of a day tomorrow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and even when uh when we have Monica, she's working on the computer and like, you know eating people in the background. There's like yes. something funny about how that whole scene is blocked. Again, it's just like I wanted more of this bizarre energy.
2: Yeah, it was just like it was just like the background, they never stopped it. Like they, yeah. they weren't focusing on it anymore. Like they went back to like the main point of the movie, but like it was this chaos was still happening in the background and uh. I was there for it. Yeah. I was like, yes! I was like, cheering them on. Yeah. I just like, my heart was so full in this moment. Yes.
0: And then Darban arrives with a plan to rob the Earth's son of his power and divert it to Hala's dying son via yet another jump point. Now the, the heroes the marvelous, They need both bangles to shut off the jump point. But Darban just opened. While they're doing that Fury. The cons and the Flurkins all go to us on their own little pod, and I love how along the way Amir starts to pray, and Fury and fairy is like, "Wait, are you praying?" And Amir stops for a moment, and then Fury is like, "Don't stop. We need all the help we can
2: get."
3: Amen. Yeah,
2: and then, yeah like after every time he finished his prayer, Fury was like, "Amen," and then again, "Amen." It was, <laughs> it was good. Like I appreciate like how he appreciated someone else's culture, like that. Yep. I thought that
1: was well done.
0: We just yeah. And if there's any, if there's any gods out there, any spirits who can help us, yeah, let's summon up their assistance. And,
1: and also, remember, in this world, Thor exists. So like, gods are real. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's true. not like if it was like right now, and we're like, oh my god, like thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Like, no, we don't have a Thor. So, yeah, there's real.
2: Yeah, there's real gods yes. here that
1: can help. Us. Some of them are real, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we don't know which ones. Let's pray yeah, yeah. <laughs> to pray to all of them.
0: And the pod, craft, in New York City are all safe. And a, a, a flirting puked up one of the saber personal people during the ride, and then afterwards, after the <laughs> day on, then they upshock more people. It was,
2: was so cute. The little CGI kitten, like, <laughs> like it was. <laughs>
0: uh and then we cut back to the marvels as they confront star ben and they try to convince her to stop the to stop her plan that would result in the end of the creep. but no she doesn't listen to them and now they're really like cutting the teleportations, place switching skills into action here it was fun even if i'm like i don't know <laughs> i feel like there's some um, teleportation <laughs> rules and you're messing Even with Even though your. you're against
2: it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Darben does get stopped for a bit when this big piece of metal cuts into her body and they all pause and they're, they're, and they're like, oh, how about be invigorating the Cree's dying son by having Carol use both bangles? But then when they free Darben and Darben has a moment to side with them, Jesus betrays them. And then she like, holds Kamala hostage with her hammer, then she takes the other bangle from Kamala, and Carol tries to stop her from using both bangles. But then she gets away, Darben, she ignores her warning, and then bursts into a bunch of little space crystals as a result, killing herself, while also opening a jump point that's really more of a big old hole in space-time. So now Darben is dead, goodbye, you dull villain. MCU
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much uh, for trying to save your planet. I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. you did a terrible job. I did that's like terrible. I
0: did like how she does fall into the villain trope of a bad guy who lets their arrogance and short-sightedness lead them to their own demise. I do always like that trope.
1: It's always ego. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what separates you got, them from the good guys. Like that's literally what it is. It's like the minute, like I feel like once you have a the table. Have a conversation. You know, stop <laughs> blowing shit up. Yeah, yeah.
0: stop colonizing the the scroll and <laughs> yeah. for, forcing them to constantly try to find safe homes.
1: You showed them you're serious. I get it. Now sit down at the table and talk. Yes.
0: Come on. So now the marbles have both bangles and the powers are not entangled anymore, by the way, after all of this. Like the, the energy trap. The powers aren't entangled anymore as so they want to places. But now to have to repair the hole. And so they end up going through with a plan to have Monica, to have Carol and Kamala blast Monica with the same amount of power that ripped open a hole through space time. That way, they charge off Monica and she can close the rift. And Kamala says, Bismillah, before she does the energy blasting, an Arabic phrase that means in the name of God. And she had also said it before like, starting her car in the Miss Marvel series Bismillah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So now they
0: do that plan, and Monica, she has like this glowing white form now, glowing eyes, and she says, higher, further, faster. Again, taken from the military, uh, the Air Force, US Air Force. Yep. And then flies off towards the space-time hole, which has opened a whole different reality, and starts to close it. The thing is, though... She's planning to stay on the other side, to close it fully. And even when Carol tries to fly up and stop her, the hole closes too fast, cutting off Monica. Oh no, now she's in a whole different reality. She sacrificed herself. No.
1: Okay, but she, okay. To be fair, if I was her, same. Like, a second chance at a different reality? Like, I don't even care what it is. Oh like, my. Same. <laughs> but like, this reality? Meh. No, I'll take my chance on the other side. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Very interesting.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Okay. And now we have uh, Kamala going back to New York to reunite with her family and Fairy and to tell Fairy about losing Monica and and also says Carol had, headed off to fulfill her promise. And that's when we have Carol going to Hana where she flies right into the dying sun and reignites it. So now I'm like, Why didn't she do this earlier?
2: Yeah, well, because she (laughs) knows. Like, Monica told her how, right? She's like, what? I can do that? And she's like, yeah, you're super powerful.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess.
2: Yeah. And then there was a plot hole here. So uh, Camilla has both of the bangles. But then when she goes back, she only has one. And they don't tell you why she only has one. Right. So I was like, "Okay, what is happening? Do they? Why aren't they telling us?" So I feel like they missed like
0: well, well, really
2: important information.
0: Well, Carol has one bangle, and Kamala has another has the other bangle at the end.
2: Yes, but yeah, Kamala had both, but then they don't tell you why she gave Carol one.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that's a spread of power. That's a spread of power because well,
2: I I took it as. She's too young to have both of them. Like, you know, like she's just like, she's still a child, maybe. But they didn't say why. So I was like, ah, uh, it's kind of,
0: okay. they could have, you know,
2: like, I was like, why? Like, it's just like a plot hole. It's like, why, why? <laughs> yeah,
0: glass, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we have everyone just recovering. Fairy learns that the planets are expecting a full recovery now. A team of, of scientists is being sent to Hala. But yeah, and Monica's still stranded. And oh, Carol to are helping Carol move into a new house in Louisiana. And this is the house where Maria and Monica had lived. Meaniba f- finds this golden triangular tray with a design of Carol and Jan's faces in <laughs> on the tray. And Carol offers it to her, like, hey Me and Eva, you can have this. It's neat.
1: And I- she's like, no, you keep your stuff. <laughs> It was probably was it like a wedding present? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think
0: so. And
1: you do get ugly shit like that from your for your wedding presents. <laughs> yeah. <She's> like, no, <laughs> no, it's okay.
0: <laughs> and Amir. It was funny when Amir tried to turn off his mom with a remote control. Another little family yeah. moment. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Again, where's the wife?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Carol shows Kamala this plane that she's looking after till Monica gets back. It's Mon- you know, Monica's plane mm. off, in the, on, off in, the, in the yard. And Kamala's like, you know, I miss her. We were so good together. Which got me thinking, she says, and we pull back. And yeah. then, we, <laughs> then we cut to New York City as Kate Bishop, played by Haiti Seinfeld, who was in a Hawkeye. She arrives home now with pizza piece of delivery. And her dog, Lucky, is here. And then Kamala shows up with her her clear tablet, the clear tablet, (laughs) to ask in McFairy mode, did you think you're the only kid superhero in the world? And she mentions Ant-Man having a daughter, and she says, you've just become part of a much larger universe. I'm putting together a team. And and she wants Kate on it. And then finally she's like, please?
2: please i like i loved this part this is where i like my husband watched it at the end and he's like and we're like oh my gosh they have to bring in these new actors because it's been 20 years since like the first one i was like my god we are so old because it's been around for so long a long time and that they and people get older right so you can't have the same actors the whole time you got to replace them instead of rebooting they're just adding on to the story with Younger actors, because that happens okay. in the comic books
1: too, where they get their sidekicks. Right? And that
0: is well, and that is a plan. Was was the Young Avengers? That is the plan. Yeah, bringing Young Avengers.
1: Well, and I was gonna say this was when I saw that. This was the perfect movie to do that too, because it's like it's like a birth. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I'm like, of course we're into with the all women movie. Of course we're like, no. well, yeah, men give birth. No, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like obviously, you know, so it just seemed like so fitting that they ended this specific movie that way, not like mm-hmm. just a regular Avengers movie. Yes,
0: yeah, Avengers, yes, yes. Yeah. Young Avengers with because uh, a few potential candidates aside from Kate and Kamala, it is also theorized that Riri Williams, aka Ironheart, Ironheart from <laughs> Black Panther, are kind of forever. She could be part of it as like you know the new Iron Man sort of figure or America Chavez from uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, or Scar, who was introduced very briefly in She-Hulk, yeah. Tommy and Betty Maximoff. The, the Maximoff kids could be a part the of it. The little kids,
2: yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: Or also Elijah Bradley, the grandson of Super Soldier Isaiah Bradley, who was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So there are some candidates, potential people.
2: The other Black Widow, right? I forget her name. Oh, Yelena. Yelena. Yelena, yes, yes.
0: Well, the thing one. is, she is part of the Thunderbolts. She's going to be part of the Thunderbolts. So I'm not yes, sure yes. I'm not sure if I could have her be part of the Thunderbolts and uh oh, no.
2: Young Avengers. She needs to be with Kate.
0: I don't
3: know. <laughs>
2: she, they, they were so good together. Yes, they like, they, to, they were. They need to be together. Yes. Because then it's just like, it's just Hawkeye and Black Widow again, right? It's just like mm-hmm. continuing on their relationship. I was like, no, <gasps> we need to be together.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I said before that Kamala is in Nick Ferry mode, because obviously she's doing the Nick Fury stuff, like with Nick Ferry, you know, with going out to Tony Stark and pulling the same shit. But yeah. Kamala showing up here is also reminiscent of Yelena popping into Kate's place back of Hawkeye.
2: Yes. Kate Bishop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So that is the movie. We then have the credits start rolling, but not the whole <gasps> movie, because then we have the mid-credit scene where Monica is hospitalized. She wakes up to find her mom, Maria, played by Lasanna Lynch sitting next to her. And then Dr. Henry Hank McCoy slash feast played by Tony Gammer,
2: I uh, arrived. I was like oh my I, like hit my husband at this part, I, like slapped him in the arm. I'm like, oh my god, it's the X Men world. Yeah. I just wrote,
3: boom! yeah, <laughs> <boom>.
2: yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, that was a really. I was like, yes, they're int- they're doing the crossover. They're yes. introducing that they're all the same comic book world. I was like, this is the greatest end scene ever. <laughs> my only criticism
0: of it is that I feel like, well, a couple criticisms. One is that I really wish that they could have had Kelsey Grammer in person, because they had a whole, c- it was all CGI, it was a fully yeah. CGI cameo, and Kelsey Grammer wasn't even in the room, so he did record the lines. And I could see it, I could see it happening on screen, all the CGI. And it just makes me that much more, much more appreciative of when they actually do Beast with the makeup, the hair, the physical, the practical effects. Like, you know, they did that was Kelsey Grammer back when he was in X-Men Last stand they did that, not as all, all of Nicholas Holt's move, X-Men movies, but they did that in X-Men First Class. It's just nice to have the practical effects, so it's when you have the CGI yeah. cameo, it does take away from it. But I still enjoyed seeing Beast does, come up. It yeah. I did enjoy Beast coming back. I think Kelsey Grammar is, is fantastic in the role. And even Kelsey Grammar himself has talked about how much he loves the role of Beast, and how he feels like I, like 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 hank there's a there's a weightiness to this character that he appreciates a gravitas and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i just i i want to see more of beast i hope that in the MCU we can give him more material because i feel like even i feel like Kelsey grammar didn't really have too much to work with back in x-men's last stand but uh you know i want more of the beast and i'm excited for more of the x-men even though my other criticism is that they keep teasing us about the X-Men, but where are the actual <laughs> X-Men stuff? Stop, where are they? Stop <laughs> being like, oh, stop being like, oh, the X-Men are coming. Oh, do you hear the X-Men theme music? They're coming along. Let's give us the actual, where? the main meat. Because even in in this, yeah. in this scene, it uses theme music from X2 and X-Men Days of Future Past. And they did that with so the Miss Marvel show. They also had the X-Men theme music playing for a moment towards the end of that show. When they're I like, oh, they mutants.
2: <laughs> yes, where are they? They're in the other world, the, the other but reality. Yeah, like, I was going <laughs> to say, like,
1: these they exist in the other so dimension. It's parallel reality. To open up that story yeah. first. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he also called so he calls Maria binary, because that's, like, her superhero yeah. name here. And he also refers to Charles, Charles Xavier. And we even see the extra one in the background. So we're at, we're at the school and yeah. then binary is like who are you and you know and and, and monica is like oh shit
1: because yeah, it, it's gonna be like a like really a... awkward dna test yes. <laughs> yeah
0: and then now that's the movie with one more thing being that if you wait to the end of the credits you hear the flurkins meowing and then they're shopping and slurping
1: to be fair that's how i want to go Eaten by a flurkin, and sent eaten by a flurkin, into a pocket
0: dimension of theirs inside of the, the bodies.
1: That yeah. sounds like a great way to go. What are you talking about? Yeah, the cute little kitten comes up and goes. Pew. I'm yeah. like, it's fair, yeah, it's fair. Should have seen okay. it coming. Yeah, yes. <laughs> what I get.
0: <laughs> Although, do they ever explicitly say that the, the flurkins have pocket dimensions? I forget because. I learned this from outside of the movie, but I don't think they said this in the movie, right?
1: I don't think they said it in the movie because I didn't learn that until
2: I just assumed. Not this movie. I think they mentioned it in uh, Captain yeah. Marvel. Okay. So I don't
1: think they mention it in this movie, but they do mention that it's safe. To get eaten by the Furkins. So like
0: I don't remember that in Captain Marvel, though. So I don't know. I don't oh
2: know. yeah. I don't See now I I'm like, did I did I
1: imagine that? Like is that I didn't see anything in this movie that was like, uh, by the way, there's pocket dimensions and everything. <laughs> I just know it was safe to evacuate yes. inside them. That yeah. is what I know. Yes. But I could have easily missed it too. So
3: Yeah. We're Oof. just
1: assuming. <laughs> <gasps> oh, there's your pumpkin. There's- this is my flirt. Oh, friend. hello,
0: pumpkin. Hello. <laughs> is there a little pocket universe inside you, I wonder?
1: Oh, no, it's a big pocket universe. Just- him. He has diabetes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. uh, but that is the Marvels. So what do you think? We went to the whole movie. What do you think? Final, final thoughts?
2: Oh, I loved it. Except for the few small plot holes that I didn't like. Um, because again the movie was so short and you had to read between the lines I loved it loved it it was so well done again light even the sad moments were light it was just like you know a nice little chick flick
1: well that's what I'm saying like it's it's not very it's not super deep I, I wasn't crying All the moments were fun. The fun moments could have been funner.
2: Yeah, you know, like
1: there was room for growth there. It it does seem like a blur, but I know if I put it on and spend an hour and a half of my time, I'm not going to be disappointed. No, so it's like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Again, I still like this movie. It's some good old popcorn entertainment. Right. It's on the upper half of the popcorn entertainment section, (laughs) and I just wish it could have been. It could have been much better, I feel like it could have been much more fun, but I'm glad that it's in that upper half. You know, I'm (laughs) glad for that. And I do want to say that apparently in the comics, Carol evolved into binary after gaining the ability to absorb the energy of a star, which then sprouts the fan theory that that maybe Lashana Lynch... And this post-credit scene is actually Carol. What if she's Carol? Not Maria Rambo.
2: Yeah, because, like, there's the where it was the mom that became Captain Marvel.
1: Oh. I did laugh that AI on one planet is bad, but all the AI in Earth was fine. (gasps) So you know well that's because earth doesn't have actual very interesting very (laughs) interesting well no they they have the iron man ai's guy oh vision the other Uh, ai's guy like they're all ai and those are fine but because it was running on one planet they're like we're gonna send in the annihilator
2: but no like (laughs) ultron was an ai and they they killed him
1: Right? But did they send in the Annihilator and kill an entire planet? Or just they killed kill an entire city? They killed an entire city. Right. Still did, not a did. planet. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Still Western <laughs> imperialism all over them. The
0: leader of an entire planet.
1: Yeah.
0: That is the Marvels. If we don't have anything else to say about this movie, the Marvels, I feel like we can segue onwards to Good Word. This is the segment where each of us gets to recommend something a book. A movie, a TV show, a podcast, music, anything we want. So, Sonia, let's kick off with your good word first.
2: Okay. So, my good word is actually a board game. I was like, okay, what board game do I love and I have that makes me think of this movie? And since the cats, there's like, was one of my favorite parts, I picked The Isle of Cats. It's a board game. Um, You got to go to an island, and you got to save these cats. You're trying to, like, there's something happening to the island, and you got to evacuate all the cats. Um, And then to do that, you need to, like, you have, like, a board, and they're color-coded, like the cats and stuff. And you get more points based on how many cats of the same color you can get on your board.
3: Ooh, Um, board game. Lots
2: of fun. And you could play it if you're, like, it's one to four players, so if you want you don't have any friends you can play it by yourself <laughs> um, so it was just uh it was great i love it i love the game i played it a few times and always a great time i've i haven't won yet but still and like the box has a spot for your cat to sit in like you open the box because you know if oh. I fits, I it fits. and it has a little like little spot for your cat to sit on when you open <laughs> the box so it's perfect i was like what like it goes with this movie <laughs>
0: Nice. Oh, I, I miss board games. I gotta play more board games somehow in the future.
2: Sure. If you're ever in New Brunswick, you come to my house and we'll play some yes. board games.
0: So she lucy. has a
1: lot. A whole collection. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and what about you, Jessica? Your good words.
1: Okay, so I pre-ordered this book and it came in a couple of weeks ago and I could not put it down. So I'm gonna, uh, it's I Survived Capitalism and All I Got Was This Lousy T-Shirt by Madeline Pendleton. Uh, she's the founder and CEO of a of a clothing company in California called Tunnel Vision, uh, but she's like a she runs her business like a communist. Like everyone gets the same take home pay. Uh, you can take unlimited time off. Like she she and she got popular on TikTok, and then she released this book, and it's actually um, financial advice from a millennial. And, like, all the things she learned through it, it is more American-based, so if you are in America. Uh, but it's very, it's very good um, talking about theories of capitalism through a millennial lens and talking about how to better uh, fit your financial situation when the systems don't want you to.
0: Ooh, very good. Very good, yeah. I try to collect more potential books on my TBR pile to learn more, especially when it comes like, politics political systems, and, or
1: history as well. So Yeah, literally the tagline is everything I wish I never had to learn about yeah, money. like, you didn't want to, but... You know. Like, because <laughs> yes, we shouldn't money. have to learn, you know? Yeah. Gotta eat, I guess. <gasps> they paywalled food. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, that's your good word. Very good, very good. And before I get to my good word, I'll just say that I was done checking on higher, further, faster. Apparently, the origin is actually from the, from the right stuff, the 1983 movie, where there's a quote ah. that goes But on that glorious day in May 1963, Gordo Cooper went higher, farther, and faster than any other American. So it's like a movie about, you know, fighter test pilots, and so it's likely to Carol, as a U.S. Air Force pilot in the 80s, probably was a huge fan of that movie and then got the phrase higher further faster baby from that okay so I thought it was like an official military motto but I guess not I was wrong but
2: it, it sounds like it would be though it like, could be. you could be correct
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah so my good word now my good word is gonna be shallow grave the 1994 thriller slash kind of dark black comedy this was the feature directorial debut by Danny Boyle, and I had such a great time with this movie. In general, I'm a fan of Danny Boyle's work, and this was such a, a tight ride that starts out with some dark laughter as you get introduced to this trio of arrogant young people who are looking for another roommate to live with them. They all live in this apartment that I love the site design for, you know, snappy set design for this apartment. But then, when he gets a fourth roommate to live with them, oh, he ends up dead, and he also <laughs> they also find him with a whole bunch of cash. So they decide, "Hmm, what if we just get rid of the body and keep the cash for ourselves?" Which plunges them into a whole heap of troubles, and a whole bunch of paranoia, violence, and greed that just rips apart their friendship. And I had a great time with this movie. I enjoy how stylish it is. I I really love the, the cinematography. I love how tight it is. Like the, the runtime is just an hour and a half. And the performances are great from Ewan McGregor, Kerry Fox, and Christopher Eccleston are playing these main characters. Ewan McGregor particularly, like he typically plays, I feel like like four characters, at least the ones I've seen. But the guy he plays here is just so smug, so petty. But the, uh, wh- he does it in a way that's kind of charming, where you kind of like you find it to be endearing, <laughs> even though he's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Ewan McGregor really slips into that role quite well. And to third act was so damn fulfilling to watch. It is suspenseful. And made by jaw drop open multiple times. And again, the cinematography, like the cinematography was really great by Brian Tufano, especially like his opening and closing sequences. There are a couple of my favorite examples of how the camera work is deployed in this movie. The score by Simon Boswell has this vibe that's kind of, it's both ominous and, and cozy, even may, maybe kind of spooky. And I can I can see it, you know, accompanying a murder mystery, or maybe some story that deals with paranormal crap. And again, the set design for the apartment is lovely. And just overall, that's my, that's my good word, Shadow Grave. Again, it's only ninety three minutes, so it's quite short and this was the
2: nice quick movie for Just you, the Jessica. way I like my movies. Yes. And
0: I like again, this is a Danny Boyle directorial debut and this is impressive for someone to come out with as their first movie. Like this is a, a, a good one on good one on him and in general we'll, I'm gonna go through more of his movies. One what his movie's Ch- uh, Chance. Remember, I, I mentioned Chance before as a neo-noir thriller. That's a Daniel Boyle mm-hmm. movie, and it's one of my all-time favorite movies. Even though, it maybe may sure, the script isn't completely tight sometimes. <laughs> I, a, few, a few of my friends have really criticized the script for Chance, but uh, I love it. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it's, it's a great movie. Stylish, mindfuck, James McAvoy, Vincent Cassel, Rosario Dawson.
1: One of my favorite movies is Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. I'm not going to judge you, Arthur. (laughs) I have not
0: not seen (laughs) Cat in the Hat in years, but I always see the memes for that, and I'm like, that must be a favorite dream. So good. So
1: (laughs) good. It's the best movie. I don't care.
0: I'll rewatch (laughs) it someday. But yes, that is my good word, Shallow Grave. Good. And now we have presented our good words. So... Jessica, Sonia, I want to thank you once again for rejoining my show for the fifth time here. And now you get to promote yourselves, promote your podcast, promote yourselves online. Where can people find you?
2: You can find Jessica Hart uh, <laughs> wherever you listen to music. Uh, she's a very talented artist. Yeah. Uh, great songs. You can find her, your all your handles are just what are they? Jessica, Jessica Hart, Hart. Jessica Hart music. Just, with H-A-R-T. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And she's on Twitter as Box Tweets.
1: You'll find her on
2: there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, Sonia (laughs) is one of three members of a podcast named Opinionated Lushes, uh, where we release episodes every Friday. You can find us wherever you find your podcast. If you search Opinionated Lushes, we pop up on the first page, guys. It's all us. (laughs) <laughs> all us and sonia is working really hard on transcripts and newsletters that you can access if you are a patreon member even at the new two dollar tier so um if you like us you think we're funny check out our patreon and uh you can find more funniness from us there so and join our you. discord because oh yeah and we have yeah. a public discord we're you can less find the obnoxious. links obnoxious <laughs> on our social media yeah. yeah we're less obnoxious there but we're still we're still us you yeah, know what yeah. i mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you've been you've been refreshing the server lately adding some more channels too. oh yes
1: <laughs> we worked a lot we added a lot of new things i'm adding more things slowly as i come up with ideas yeah. <laughs> so uh be there or be misinformed that's right <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> and I'm part of the server as well, I pop into the server.
1: Yes, we're like, ah, oh, Arthur. Yay. It's where we get a lot of our political information too. Arthur comes in, he's like, here's an article, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it's very important, very important. Even a, even in, in, a, in a book server of mine, there's also there's a whole current happenings channel where we post, you know, current happenings, news, world news, <laughs> yeah. politics, yeah. You
1: know a lot happening guys i so are just trying to happening.
3: keep
0: up yeah. <laughs> and as for my socials, you can find this podcast on twitter at two underscore sense critic you can also find it on instagram at two sense critic pod i just realized this is the first episode the first podcast that will air where i'll give a new instagram account because the. Uh, I would just you know say quickly here because I, I already g- gave the story on a different podcast that I recorded earlier. But uh, my original Instagram account got hacked, so I switched over to a new oh. account, which is very, very bothersome, unfortunately. But
2: oh yeah, oh. That,
0: that is my new account, Instagram two under no, not two under, uh two cents critic pod not the underscore, on Instagram. And then, if you want a personal account, you can find me on Twitter, GoodPods, Storygraph, Letterboxd, and TikTok at author underscore and 18. I'm on Goodreads at usherhowold. If you want to email me, you can reach me at email2centscritic at yahoo.com. You can also check out my blog at 2centscritic.com. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, wherever it is in a podcast, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, GoodPods. Castbox then caster. audio services. And make sure you really give the ratings and reviews the because they help to spread out some more listeners, please. I'm serious. More of the stars through reviews. Very helpful. And now once again, thank you, thank you so much for coming back on. Always welcome. Thanks so
1: much for having oh, us. Thank on. you so much. Like, I'm just happy to be here, I'll be honest. Yay.
0: <laughs> always welcome to rejoin.
1: Anytime.
2: Like just if Arthur asks, the answer is always yes. Always.
3: Very Always. Good. Always. Very good.
0: <laughs> and until next time, stay healthy and stay strong.